everybody. Have you read any new comic books lately? I know I have. I'm going to be talking about the latest and greatest in the world of comic books that came out this past week. I'm your host, Sal. And I'm Tiffany. Yeah, that's right. I'm trying. I'm mixing it up. That really threw me. Welcome to a new uh, live episode of Off the Rack, unless you're catching the show after the fact. In which case, if you're catching the show on audio, like Spotify, give us a good rating. I can't read them because I don't listen to podcasts very often, which is ironic and kind of, you know, a little uh, self-effacing. But you know what? Listen. I I don't have a lot of time (laughs) in my day, but I discovered, I was like, oh, I I saw that we had some ratings on Spotify and I was like, oh, well, let me look at them. Mm -hmm. And it was like, nope, you got to look and you got to log into your account on mobile. And I'm like, fine. So then I did. And then it's like, oh, you haven't listened to this show enough for you to be able to see or rate this podcast. And I'm like, what the hell? I made this podcast. I can't look at the ratings. They're like, no, No, but also you're not going to get any money for it either. So why would I bother? Fair enough. But anyway, if you are listening to the show, give us a nice rating. It w- I would appreciate it. Uh, and it would help us out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, if you're liking the show, give us a like and subscribe to the channel to get more here on Combat Returns. I know that lately we haven't had a lot of uh, videos come out. I promise you that I'm working on it. I got like a huge list of videos that we are going to be working on. Is I've got a plan. Is going to be like the... The 2020 of... Like new year? Yeah, I think so. New, new, new you? I um, No. No, it's going to be the same me. The fact is I've been me since I was like six years old and there's no, there's no turning back now. I I've, mean, the only thing that I can I promise you, believe that. right. It's just, I'm like, no, you know, this sand is dry and uncomfortable, you know, and then I go in the water and the, the ocean is cold and unforgiving. Mother, I'd rather I, just be in my house playing a Sega Genesis. Mother, I wish to go home. I wish to, re- I just wish to retire to my domicile. No, Bring actually, I did. Spider-Man comics. Yes, to the tr- <laughs> to, to be true, I uh, I actually did love the beach, and uh, I bought my own comic books. Thank you very much. Because my <laughs> well, parents did not like bring them. them for you. Yeah, she could, but she wouldn't know which ones to get anyway. No, that's true. Uh, she's her her knowledge of my interests stopped around the Ninja the Ninja Turtles and the Ghostbusters. She's like, there's four turtles, there's four Busters. I learned most of their names. I'm good. I assume your grandma did more for your comic book collection than your mom did. Um, like your grandma went to more comic book. My mom, my grandma, my ninety-seven at her death year old grandmother went to more comic cons than my mother did. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> because one time I asked her to go to one because she offered. She said, "Oh, there's a comic book show in the church basement, boy, boy. Do you want me to go and grab you some books?" And I'm like, "Here are some spawns." She's like, "Oh, spawn." I'm like, "You'd like it. It's about God." Anyway. It's not what's important here. I also want to add a segment because we're going to be talking about news and reviews here on Off the Rack. But I also want to add one more segment to the show that I'm surprised we've never had. And we're going to see if it works. Also, uh, we we did the recommendations early. Yeah. And no one was upset. There was no fanfare. There was no outcry. One person said, hey, they never did the recommendations. And I'm like, you missed them. And he and he saw them. And he's like, "Oh man, I didn't even notice." Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, so I think we might we might move the 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 the, res, uh, the recommendations. But for now, let's just stick to what we know. Uh, but the other segment I want to add: best book of the week. What's the best book of the week? We okay. just determine which one is the best. Like right now? No. Oh. When we're all done, we go like, which is the best of the week? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's and if anybody qualifies, maybe the worst. But we'll let's, uh, let's just stick with positivity for now. Uh, and of course, if you want to help us more directly, you can do so by sponsoring today's show by using Super Chats, ask a question or comment, we'll read here on the show, and you'll be part of the show forever. And that's uh, there's no backsies on that one. So uh, I read a bunch of books. I know you did as well. I read uh, a few books. Yeah, I, I read. I read. I read the most important one for sure. It's true, which uh, I didn't realize it was going to be the most important one. Yeah. Surprise. Well, I read Green Hour number six from Joshua Williamson, Trevor Harrison, Sean Isaacs, and Phil Hester. 
kind of like wraps up the first arc of this current run. Yeah, this cover seems like really unassuming, but it's like one of those the longer you look at it, the more you see things. Yeah. I actually really like, I I wasn't really paying attention to... It's a Phil Hester original, baby. Well, I wasn't paying attention to the red spiraling arrows. I was just like, oh yeah, it's a a red spiral, whatever. And then Uh I was like, oh, it's arrows. Oh, they're arrows. Yeah. Yeah. He's being downvoted. They don't, they don't, they don't like him. But no, uh, so Ollie is uh, on a merry chase through time to try and figure out like why the Arrow family can't be together. Uh, he has been uh, manipulated by an old version of himself, old man Ollie, uh, to try and uh, understand the lesson, which is, of course, like they're, they're, the, the, the Arrow family can't be together because of you, man. It's your fault. And uh, they, they'll, they'll all die because of you. And uh, we got to keep them apart because if they ever get together, the whole like, you know, everything will fall apart. And uh, it turns out it's all nonsense. And it was all made up by a classic Green Arrow villain who uh, made a deal with Amanda Waller because that's like the theme of the DC um the dawn of dc is that amanda waller be doing stuff and uh she's She's like i'm the force of the universe it's true and i actually i've it's funny because i remember that being a plot point in this and then i read like two other dc books and in all of them amanda waller shows up and she's like don't forget that joshua williamson set me up at the end of dark crisis and by gum i'm gonna be in this until they switch everything up again i got appreciate that in a world of like gods new gods and 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 you know modern day mythology that amanda waller is yes. like a force to be reckoned. she is like, hey, i'm just i'm just a human right just a, just an angry bitter miserable human just here i am who machinations don't be on don't be on my bad side yeah, just like, kidding all of you are literally yeah but uh yeah so <laughs> i'm really glad we don't like because we don't, we don't do a, like Sometimes we talk about like if Marvel and DC crossed over. Yes. Right now, my brain's like sinister and, and Waller versus Waller. I mean, it's funny because most folk would be like, "Oh, Nick Fury and uh, Amanda Waller," right? But it's like, no, no sinister and this, Waller. Mister Sinister, like this, like Krakoa era, Mister Sinister mm-hmm. with like all his stuff going on. And, yeah, like, no, just Waller ending up in his in his like little weird lagoon castle thing and being like, "All right, I have a couple of ideas." Yeah, like she gives him DNA of like Superman and stuff like that. Yeah, and he makes fun of what she's wearing. Naturally. So he's like, we're going to have to do something about all this. But it can't be more than what I'm doing. But that'd be so great to see, like, Waller in a freaking cape and no, stuff. she's not putting the cape on. I think she might dig it. I don't know she's one. like, look, I'm in another universe. No one's going to know. Who's going to tell on me? <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. So it's good. Uh, it's fun. You actually, the uh, the different art really does complement the story. Uh, normally, when you have, like, three different artists on one book, especially, like, a regularly scheduled book with a normal amount of pages, it, you know, it smells. It's kind of like, hey, you really couldn't get this damn thing out? But each one thematically works for each segment of the book. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Phil Hester represents, like, the past. And so he's representing this, like, timeline of Ollie during a very particular period, like, when Phil Hester was drawing Green Arrow. So it's like, that's cool. Right, Sean right, Isaacs right. was drawing, like, a more modern version. It, it's, it really works. Trevor Kerosene is more like uh, because we know him mostly from like deceased. You know, he's kind of like doing the dark stuff. So like there's a really dark segment. It's like, kind of more like a PS at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. And Harrison cover like t- takes care of that duty. And it's like, that's really cool that like, you know, that that uh, is is done in such mm-hmm. a way that even if it is meant to just kind of save us some time to get the book out. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. It also works thematically, so right, it's not right, really right, right. that uh, that egregious. I certainly mm. don't don't uh, don't begrudge it. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you, if you haven't already read, if you love Green Arrow, you're you're reading this book. Mm-hmm. And if you aren't reading this book and you still love Green Arrow, I can say as a like quasi Green Arrow fan, 
that this is definitely worth reading and it's definitely worth it for the arrow family alone especially because it's like you know as i said as i've said multiple times it's metatextually about the arrow family and Mm -hmm. why they can and cannot be together and like we've never really seen them all in one place and Mm -hmm. it's like it's really cool so check it out i like that Mm -hmm. a lot yeah what about you um, I read Moon Knight this week. Moon Knight oh, 29, written by Jed McKay with art by Federico Sabatini. Yay! Uh, you know, the big question of who's the new Black Spectre? And, you know, he's teamed up with, you know, Zodiac and, you know, a few other, like, minions and such in order to create a um device that will uh, broadcast a kill sound, which will drive anyone who hears it insane. So, Ooh. like, most of New York. Right. So not, you know, Moon Knight has, there's some stakes here. For yeah. Moon Knight and stakes Ed have never been higher. <laughs> Except for that time you took over the Avengers and like. Well, no, it's more like, you know, Moon Knight's like, yeah, this is, this is important. But also like, whoa, who are you, Black Spectre? I want to punch you in the face. You know, mm-hmm. so he's got like, it's like, we have to stop this. But also I really need to know who you are and to punch you in the face. It's, yeah, of course. You know. Um. So, you know, Tigra had, um. you know, stepped on a mine land well a like a mine in the floor mm-hmm. last time so she was stuck on it she knew if she was on it so she okay. can't go along we're peeling away his allies ah. like, hunter's moon goes off to to track down um another one of the minions sarnak mm-hmm. or sanrak <laughs> sarnak i was right I was yeah like, you were right the first I, time an end far away from me i'm like wait no i'm right I'm, yeah I'm, it's it's sarnak. Faith in myself yeah that's right um but it's no. all made up anyway it's, but uh, so you know he's he's gone. Tiger's not with him now, right? April had been there for a second, um, mm-hmm. but so he's on his own to face Spectre and, and or uh, Black Spectre, which he does. And uh, you know it, they reveal who it is, and he's like, "But wait, that's the second Black Spectre. What's going on? It's not really." <gasps> you know he like sprung him. He's mm-hmm. like, "No, like I really wanted to kill you, but like I needed more time, so I like sent him out there and pretend let him be the Black Spectre, but it's me." Ha ha. <laughs> okay. And so we do get that reveal uh, as to who the Black Spectre is. And it was like, uh, like a, oh, but also like kind of not like, a, uh, oh, like, yeah. oh, okay. That really, like, at the end of the day, like, that wasn't what this was about for me. It, it really is just watching this crew work yeah. together. Like, I, I'm I'm hesitant to call them, like, a Moon Knight family because everybody's got, like, a family. It's the Spider family, the Bat family, and the yeah. Green Hour family. And I'm like, it's just this crew. Like, like it's just a group of people yeah. who are brought together by circumstance mm-hmm. and other connections, like Tiger, obviously. Well, she was kind of brought together as, like, a circumstance as well, but she had known him. Yeah. You know? No, she, they, they have history. Yeah. West Coast history. Um, but she was also brought there to watch him post everything that happened in yes, Avengers. So yes. it is a bit of circumstance, for sure. True. Um, and to see, you know, trust build like with them and you know betrayals and, and all of that right like so i've really just enjoyed getting to know some of these characters getting to know some of them for the first time even if they have existed and, and some of them who are brand new um this isn't over yet mm-hmm. obviously um but the threat of course of the uh, you know cover of this uh book was that this like you know it's the last days of moon Knight. yeah moon Knight's gonna, gonna die right he gets shot up pretty bad in this oh no like real bad yeah so we're gonna see what happens don't forget supposedly the moon knights can't come back Right. Like Hunter's Moon took the last one that was available, essentially, yeah. and it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> right. Someone... Especially because there's already three of them in there. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's like, it's like, I'm sure they'll come up with some way. Yeah. Or not. I don't know. Jim McCain might be like, no, it's okay. No, we're just killing them we off. We have Hunter's Moon. We have we'll other Moon Knights. for now, and we'll let And him... then let that be somebody else's problem. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So I'm like, I honestly, part of me is just like, you know, obviously it'd be fine. And I'm like, it's not obvious. It might it not really be. is not obvious that it would be fine. We'll, we'll see. I'm interested to see how they're going to work through this. But 
like I said, I've just been, you know, digging digging on this this series. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the K bringing uh, Moon Knight to light. For Good. Good for Moon Knight. <laughs> yes, the Moon Knight light. I will say, I do like Sabatini's art, but sometimes I miss Capuccio yeah like he has like really good action stuff mm-hmm. like there was a fluidity to capuccio's art versus yes. sabatini's art and i, I kind of missed it here a little bit but it's still good it's still good. good the two of them have gone back and forth enough mm-hmm. throughout the series that it's not like ah. no no it's not terribly <laughs> jarring good well i read uh, batman 89 echoes from sam han and joe uh Quinones. this is of course the like <laughs> i'm sorry literally i i can't Every i know time, sam ham yeah it's i'm just ridiculous that's not it's not his fault it's so not this is fault. continuing the batman 89 universe where instead of the uh batman forever joel schumacher movies happening instead mm. what if tim burton had kept the screenwriter from the first batman movie and that alone and he got to keep making more batman sequels it's just, okay well it all kind of falls apart but like hey here's another one and uh i i i man all i could think about was how hyped everybody was for the first batman 89 series Mm. from the like artwork and the character designs and like just those those initial concepts from quinones and just showing off like how cool that could be and the return of this universe especially when something like superman 78 has done such a good job to differentiate and separate and and still manage to be good comic books whereas the the previous batman 89 eventually just fell under the weight of its own you know failings uh this continues to do the same this is essentially just more like it's it, it, it's apt that they're calling it batman 89 again or batman 89 echoes right. because it is an echo of the last series all the problems i had with the last series are just at the fore uh not just with like the stiffness of the art or the awkwardness of the panel layouts or the uh just just the discomfort of trying to morph characters into the actors that they're supposed to be played by back in the 90s when this movie might have come out in another reality okay but also the writing is just so stiff and it's just not fun like this is an idea that i want to see executed but not like this it's so disappointing it's it's more like i'd rather just watch this fake movie but maybe not this one because it's doing the thing and it's just it's what you do when you have like an older screenwriter who's just like i'm doing a superhero movie i'm Mm. from the 80s and 90s what is it gonna be batman goes away again like batman goes away in every batman sequel like every batman sequel movie they make batman's gone for years and it's like dude you can't have it both ways you can have a story about batman being like i would die without this city that this city needs me and then he just leaves he, he always leaves like every dc hero in the movies just leaves if they if, if any screenwriter has an opportunity to do a sequel if you love something let it go right except he also like <laughs> usually leaves because he wants to make it better it's just right. awful well, he's like, i love it so much and then i realize oh wait it's me hi i'm the problem <laughs> yeah well i mean like that's another problem i have with superhero <laughs> movies in general is they're like at some point or another usually within like the the second act of the first movie or the entire plot of the second movie mm-hmm. and then by the time they're making the third movie they gotta have a kid or die because that's the only options i have as a screenwriter in hollywood but like the idea of like the hero doesn't want to be or can't be the hero and i'm like i'm here to watch the hero be the hero mm-hmm. that's that's all i'm here for but uh, yeah, so uh, the the fun of it is Jeff Goldblum plays Scarecrow and Madonna plays Harley Quinn. That's the fun. Like the Elwin Winona Ryder, of course, being uh, Barbara Gordon and Commissioner Gordon's dead from the previous series, and so uh, she's Commissioner or whatever. And it's just kind of like, and and Batman's gone. He's been gone for a month. What's going on? And now suddenly he's impersonating Firefly, and you're like, what? 
what is this? Like, what is this? It's just, and you know what it is? It's just, it's just boring and it's a little bland mm. and it, it's just, it falls into the trappings of all of those kind, all of the worst kinds mm. of superhero movie tropes. Okay. It's just like, and of course it is because there's no, there's no, uh, you know, oversight. It's just like, do it, do it again. Make magic. Right, right, um, right. Did I want, like, do I want to see Madonna in 1995 as Harley Quinn? Hell yeah. Do I want to see like Independence Day era Jeff Goldblum and Scarecrow? You betcha. But this is a comic book. I really find that like. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, Madonna is not Selena Kyle. No, you didn't say that. No, no, no. Uh, what's her name? Is, is Selena Kyle. Michelle Pfeiffer is Selena Kyle. Anyway. Um, no, I I can't help but imagine because I know um, Goldblum from Independence Day isn't quite Jurassic Park. No, he isn't. No, Goldblum, but like I can't help but imagine that mm -hmm. version of him playing the Scarecrow, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just loving it, right? Just just loving it. So yeah, no, he is, and he's a little bit more Jeff Goldblum, but remember, it's like younger Jeff Goldblum, so I imagine like they got to like dial it back. It's more like he's more think more Earth Girls are easy than you know I, the I, jeff goldblum experience but uh anyway yeah it's it's not a recommend for me it's okay. just kind of like oh that that's that, that happened that's what about fine. you uh i read luke cage this week hey i i skipped all of these because i'm like no and i knew you were i knew you were i do have like you know like i have like interest in luke yeah like luke's a great character and here is why here's why i have interest in luke right and it's one of those things where it's like I've never really gone to read his stuff, but like if he has something new, like I can't help but want to check it out because mm -hmm. um, one of the first like non Dr. Strangian comics I ever read mm -hmm. and that wasn't like Preacher or Dark Knight or like, you know, like 1602, mm -hmm. like it wasn't any of that or an indie book or something like that. Yeah. Was New Avengers. Right. One of your first monthly comics was that. Was New Avengers. Yeah. Right. And like the thing that stuck with me forever was Luke Cage getting knocked off the, the building, building. Yeah. yeah and then going back up in the elevator mm -hmm. like that literally has stuck with me forever I know. Just that level of humor in that character just how human he was yes you know for being nigh indestructible you, you know just how like spider-man he is on the streets he is human he is doing his thing right but he does these like grand his grand adventures and like, he goes to space and he does all these things right and yeah. then here's this guy yes right like, so I couldn't help myself. I had to check it out, especially when I saw Rodney Barnes was writing it. Rodney Barnes, I knew from my brief time reading Philadelphia. Oh. And then I missed a few issues. And then Philadelphia just kept going. And it's that, to that point where I'm like, I have to go back, but there's so much of it. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> so I was like, I got to check this out. Rodney Barnes has done many other things, but I was like, ah, that's where I know him from. I know him from Philadelphia. And I, and I liked his storytelling from there. Cool. Ramon F box on uh, art duty mm -hmm. for this. And I figured, you know, I knew that Luke was mayor. Yes. And I was like, I think that's enough to get me by. That's for this, really right? like, need, I, I feel like it's enough to get me by. Right. And uh, I knew this was going to be tied into gang wars or gang war, but this issue really did enough for me to, for right now, at least with issue one to act like this is happening in a void. Right. Which I don't know how it's going to work in the other books. Right. But there is something great about this being a Luke Cage thing because it's like Luke Cage is mayor, but there's the vigilante like act. So you can't be a hero. Yeah. Right. Which means that supervillains have kind of taken over New York. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's the mayor who is also a superhero. And yeah. he's like, I can't do anything to defend my city. All I can do is throw money into like the police to hopefully be able to. And I'm like, 
I like this. Yeah, that's a great and idea. And like, you know, he's talking to to Danny about it. And Danny's like, doesn't have the fist anymore. He's like, but I'm still a black belt. Maybe we could still like do something, right? And it's like, <laughs> you know, Luke walking this line of being like, I'm the mayor. I have to set a good example, but I need to save my city. Right. And I'm like, yeah. That's, that's, I, that's it's compelling. I love this. And I don't, I assume at some point this is going to get, because it's like, I think four issues. Yeah. Um, it's obviously going to go more into what's going on within gang war across the titles, I'm sure. Well, the fact but if it doesn't, I'll be very thrilled to just read this series in a vacuum yeah. and, just, and just enjoy it. I think that's easy to do. And I think that like, it'll probably culminate in the third act of whatever the main story is sure. doing. But like, you'll be able to read it without right without Luke does get a suit in this and it's a suit that hides his identity okay because they're like he's he, never had that he's never had that and he's like but i have to have it now mm-hmm. and i'm like it's a fun idea it it's, a, it's a great exploration of that right i was like he's the perfect character to be involved with this yeah. yes yeah so i think this is probably gonna be my entire um, gang war yeah like entry is just reading this luke cage book because again like I was like, oh, this is four issues. I can do that. I can jump into this. And I know, like I said, I, I, I'm familiar with Rodney Barnes's work. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I felt pretty good about it. Yeah, so, good. And I checked it out on, like I did like, so if you're a comicsology reader right now, um, this afternoon, it's over, it's over right? It's mm-hmm. over. Everything migrated over. I did check it out in Kindle because I had to re- download my books in order to um actually have them here because i mm-hmm. can't look at them in comiXology anymore yeah the online process is really easy there's still guided view in it and you can buy things in the app again okay <laughs> i guess that's why they never bothered to worry about the whole thing in comiXology it is still however that like one click thing so if you have like a gift card i think it'll it'll only use that, that. But that's fine I, I'll, I'll still go around my other way but if you still want to buy things within the app it'll the kindle thing will let you do it so okay cool you know i i so i i've only barely gone through it with it because uh obviously i just downloaded them for the show so next week will be the first time i'm reading really on this Mm -hmm. but it should be hopefully we'll see we'll see how it is i'll I'll give you uh, my thoughts next week fair enough uh i read captain america 3 from Mm -hmm. j michael shasinski creator of babylon 5 and uh, of course art by jesus saiz uh this is a like you know it's a curious series because like i think that Straczynski's wanted to talk about slash write for Captain America forever. And I suspect based on like a whole sequence where Captain America like gives a big speech. And when I say cap, I mean like young Steve Rogers um, that Straczynski has been chasing that moment from his amazing Spider-Man run where cap gives a big speech and then they used it in civil war and everybody loves like those words and that speech. And they're like, that's like a quintessential Captain America speech. And it was written by him in a Spider-Man comic to talk about civil war. And like, it's not really like it is a Captain America speech, but like the main Captain America book didn't even touch that. Right. right and right. so he's like, well, if I, if, he, if people like that, then how about a whole book where Captain America gives speeches by me? You're going to, if you liked my Captain America in someone else's book, you're going to love my Captain America book. And I like it. It's fine. I I've, I've enjoyed it. It's very much, you know, it's a it's a treatise on today while not being overt in its like messaging. It is overt in its messaging, but it's like it's set in both the present and the past. And Captain America is dealing with like this psycho who is dealing with demons or rather one demon. Um, And then we takes right. But we keep like flashing back to like when he was younger, pre super soldier serum dealing with like the Nazis invading American society and like being given a forum and being allowed to speak during World War Two and how it's like 
this is a problem and it's like you know it's echoes of like things that you know are are present are present in an american society today mm-hmm. and like what we need to do about this and how we need to combat it and who you might find uh, as an ally against something as like abhorrent as fascism and uh, so in this like you know young steve rogers is coerced by like the mob like the the italian mob led by a jewish like underling is interested in like quashing the 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 nazis and it's you know it's this cute interesting fun Mm. exploration uh there is a moment that i saw some people talking about online that i really enjoyed which was uh there's like this weird sequence where like uh misty knight who's like in charge of extra normal affairs like she calls captain america in Mm -hmm. uh and so there's this room where a person was clearly like killed in a ritualistic magic situation sure and uh and then she takes out a doctor strange action figure and she puts him on the table and then she uh says something like she says a magical incantation and doctor strange appears like he astral projects into the action figure and the idea is that strange has given like a number of people special totemic action figures and if they speak the words he can astral project into there he's like i it can do more than i can as an astral form like i could it can affect the environment and stuff I like that kind of love that right and cap of course has no respect for it and calls it a doll which of course you know i'm sure cap needs to save face but you know it's an action figure uh but uh, so like little action figure dr strange with like a cute little like you know like the rick and morty mouth thing he's like flying around like looking at things and uh you know because the whole look like, the walls are covered in these like crazy incantations and stuff and uh it, it leads to captain america because clearly he's like the next target because there's a big shield of captain america's like yeah. drawn into the incantations uh, so those are a couple of standout moments but it's like wish i could do that with my dr strange action i know right <laughs> But uh, it's it's a good series. I enjoy it quite well. I just like it's 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 not knocking my socks off, but it is okay. a competent book that is written by a person that we want to see return to to, to mainstream big two comics, and uh, he has something to say, and he's not doing it in like an like overt or like uh you know non-seamless way like okay. he is integrating into the narrative right, and like right, right. so you know if people are insane and predisposed to like you know the the, the that kind of thing nazism fa- fascism whatnot mm-hmm. and you know th- this might be quiet enough for it to like just just penetrate their brain and then just sit there and rattle around as right. opposed to like trying to be big and showy and then just like lose them before they mm-hmm. you know have a chance to even allow words to infect their uh, their minds and right. become better people but yeah so uh it's a good book but uh, again, it's not like I'm like, this is a book you need to be reading. So, like there are whole swaths of moments where like he's talking about like I'm just you're over explaining, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not like in a Mackie way or in like a Chichester way where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, my God, this is just you're just filling pages. Right, right, like, right. It's more just like and I like, yeah, I know I get it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, I, I'm I, like, I, oh, this book isn't really talking to me. Like I'm already on the like no like Nazis are bad. Right. I know what train. you're saying. You know, let's keep going. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I'm picking up what you're putting down. So yeah. Uh but okay. yeah. So uh but I recommend it, especially if you have like a friend who's like out there. <laughs> Given this. Okay. Uh, but anyway, what do you uh what, what do you, you got? Do you want to do any super chats? Yeah, I guess we should do that. There's wanna... a quite a few. Yeah, Drew 
Very kind of everyone. Yeah, Drew Markham, uh, thank you very much for your generosity. He says, can't watch live, but thank you guys for the education on my favorite character since I was a kid. Can't wait to show my newborn daughter future videos so she can learn about her favorite character. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Congrats to you, Drew. And uh, we look forward to growing up with her and uh, and, and continuing the journey. Yeah. Thanks a lot, uh, Arduit says, Comic Pop Woo, uh, I know things are getting put away for this X-Men run, but they can't go back to Westchester, right? Do you think the new status quo is Mars? I don't know. I think they can definitely go back to Westchester. <laughs> can, I, I think... don't think that they like necessarily should. Right. But uh, look, I'm I'm a big fan of the Westchester era. I like the mansion. I'm very happy to go there. I also really like and respect this Krakoa era. I but like where else are they gonna go? I hated when they put the mansion in Central Park. Could that it, was like the worst. Maybe maybe Krakoa blasted to space and become asteroid M. There we go. Asteroid, asteroid K. K. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, my problem, the, the, my real concern for X-Men right now yeah. was seeing a bunch of names being bandied about, about who's going to take over. Yeah. And I was like, well, why don't you just keep them? Like, like, I can't imagine the shift. I won't say drop in mm -hmm. quality, subjectively speaking, yeah, it would yeah, be yeah. a sharp drop in quality, but, uh, I can't imagine the, the disparity between having like your architects for X-Men be people like Kieran Gillen and Cy Spurrier and Al Ewing. And then like have them just leave. Right. right, 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 Especially if they were like willing to stick around. I will say, uh, Kieran Gillen is leaving and he's not coming back. I believe that Kieran is Gillen is going indie route. Like he's leaving for good. He's doing one more thing and then that's that's it for I him. I didn't hear that. Where'd you hear that? Uh, I saw, like I think him say it. It was, a, it was a tweet or something. That could be, I mean, he just had a very successful Kickstarter for Die in terms of their, their game. Yeah. So that's kind of unsurprising to me for yeah. sure. Boo. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, it's a shame. But, I know. You know, I get it. I get yeah. it. Pop Culture Guy 3000, I'm so happy this dumb Chuck Austin plot has been retconned. Now, if only somebody can retcon away Remus or whoever that dumb wolf mutant, wolvy lookalikes was called, we'll be golden. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm always a big uh, proponent of leaving behind anything called Remus or Remans or anything re related to the uh, opposite of Romulus. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, well, anything Chuck Austin is usually a good idea to just leave behind. Mm. Uh, thank you for your support, man. And uh, thanks for sticking around. Uh, Andrew Forrester, uh, just sending out some love to my favorite creators. Thank you very much, well, man. Well, thank you very much. Chances we get Spider-Man Reign 2 on back issues, still at work, but I will catch you guys in the replay. Well, welcome back to the show, man. Uh, after you've already uh, left, you're here on the replay. Yeah, and thank you uh, so much. Thank your, you very much your for your support. Chat. Uh, it's like Spider-Man Rain was made to be a back issues episode. Right. <laughs> uh, Altus Bane, as Azazel was de bomb in X-Men First Class, yo. Was he? Did he have more than like two lines? Did he say anything? I, I only know, the only thing I, the only way that I appreciate Azazel being in First Class is I can, I can pronounce it now. Right. Like, thank you, Kevin Bacon. I now know what that word actually says. Uh, Pop Culture Guy returns. Say, seriously, there's, uh, there's, uh, Reason the only thing X fans liked from his tenure was the animal abuse issue from the Ultimate X-Men and his uh, King Hyperion plot from the Exiles. I mean, Exiles is just, you know, that's always fun. But uh, yeah, I don't really, uh, I don't really think I can give him credit for any of those things. Not that I don't think he wrote it. I just don't really like any of it. Uh, Bryce Harriet, hey, Sal and Tiffany. Back issues never fails to make me laugh a bit off topic, but does Omni-Man work as a deconstruction because Mark is a reconstruction? I think Mark is more like a commentary or a like he's a reinterpretation of the modern superhero or like at best 
and just a genuine attempt at a modern version of the classic hero archetype, superhero archetype. Uh, Omni-Man, I don't think he works as a Superman deconstruction as much as he works as a parody. Like it's, it's, he is his own character. He is meant to evoke imagery of Superman, though I don't really see many parallels between Omni-Man and Superman until Superman became a dad. And even then, mm. the, the, the similarities are, are, are few and far between once you drop the like familiar or the physical. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think that he works as a deconstruction, although I'm sure that anyone can write a paper about him being a deconstruction. Oh, sure. Or just use him as an example. And the fact is, if you have a character who is super strong, who can shoot lasers out of his, hand, out of his eyes and has uh, a cape on, and flies like that's that's superman deconstruction like right. you're already there i mean like dr manhattan is a captain adam care analog and yet he is a superman deconstruction all the all the time yeah so yeah i mean like again if you're working on a paper feel free to use him as an example you know homelander superior mm-hmm. you know omni-man knock yourself out but just don't go too deep because you might not find the much gold <laughs> uh hulkzilla thank you for your super chat man oh, thank thanks you. for your support uh happy monday and agreed uh, a great week to the compact crew. Well, thank well, you. Thank you I will much. extend your it. wishes to the rest of the I'll team. Appreciate it. Uh, Chocobo Kid, Mary Tiffmas, mm-hmm. and a Sal New Year. Thank you. I like that. Yeah, I like it too. Uh, Cat Lawyer, Defend for Treats. The big thanks, creating the best comic book discourse. Well, thank you. We're well, trying. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, and Pop Culture Guy, 3000 Returns. I just saw Godzilla minus one. Dear Lord, if the most heart wrenchingly emotional Godzilla film ever. The scenes of deconstruction, of destruction, were harrowing as well. Mm. Interesting. I have not seen it. I'm not a Godzilla guy. I probably will never see it. It's it's in the same line as the Shin Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, which is yeah, not in the same continuity, but in the same vein, right? It's like I don't know, or is it the same? Universe? I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know because I wasn't a big fan of Shin Godzilla. No, um, but now that like you know, I, I would give it a second try because. Mm-hmm. Knowing what it is now, yeah, yeah. well, because it, it like well, the best just, way to watch like, Shin Godzilla. I watched that in a vacuum because I really wasn't paying attention to it whatsoever, and that was literally like Ben brought it over because a coworker told him that we should watch. No, it. the worst way to introduce anybody to Shin Godzilla is to say this might be the greatest Godzilla movie I've like I've heard ever existed, and we need to watch it right now, regardless of what we're doing or what we're planning today. That, that did happen, and then just shove it into the machine, and then just make you yeah, watch. Like you know being what? held hostage by Shin Godzilla is not I the way to do it. I the internet at my fingertips. I could have looked it up, and I could have known a little bit more, right? Right. But like, but it was we, just like all I knew was this. that it was the greatest thing in the world. And we talked about this before that, like, um, like I most of it was like I'm sitting there, and like you know, there's like there's a certain scene in which there's like a specific music that plays, and I'm like, what? Yeah, you're like that's. I'm like that's even killing me. Like, just, <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, is it just does it just sound like it? And like, I haven't heard it in a minute. And then you know, I looked I, because I have the internet at my fingertips. I was like, I looked it up, and I was like, oh, I see, I see. But yeah, I think I, I would I would give it a try because I've heard really glowing reviews of this new one. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I guess I'll watch it. Sometime. Right, but I won't watch it with you. I won't make you watch that. Thank you. <laughs> Just don't care about monsters. I get you. Smash, smash I get buildings. you. Uh, Matthew Terlaga, any chance of seeing Gore the God Butcher showing up on the couch? Reread it, and then uh, the art, especially the face, is ridiculous and meme worthy. Well, let's try to get him for the couch, but I don't know if his schedule's going to line up with ours. He's tough. Yeah, I don't think he's even alive right now, but uh, he can always <laughs> come back. I mean, you know. But uh, but uh, seriously, thank you very much for your super yeah, chat. Thank you. But also, um, yeah, one of these days, you know, Gore. You know, it's like. He's intrinsically connected to the entire Aaron run. So it's like, it's hard to like isolate like the, the God butcher period mm-hmm. as like a story, you know? And so 
I've been avoiding it. Uh, Hayden Hamilton, any chance of doing Tom Taylor's Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man on back issues? I'd also love more Beta Ray, Dick Grayson, Daredevil. Thanks. Um, yeah, I love Beta Ray Bill. Uh, if I can get more, I will. Uh, Daredevil is, is, is always something I want to return to. And um, uh, Dick Grayson is a character that I love very much. I have a number of Nightwing books I want to, talk, I want to cover, and I've, I, he just always gets bumped. Um, but no, you won't be seeing Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man on the show. <laughs> um, anyway, let's talk about some more books. Okay. What else you got? I got, uh, I got like two more. Okay. One more before the, the, the main event. The main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flash number three came out this week. Hey, Flash folks, three. I'm, I'm reading the Flash book. You are three issues in. I'm on reading, a Flash I've book. read three Flash books. In a row? In a row. <laughs> Yay for me. Uh, yeah. This is Cy Spurrier with art by uh, Mark Dale Jr. Jr. Yeah. I was like, is it Mark? It is. I, I questioned myself. Mike, it's Mike. Mike. Damn I knew it. it. I knew I was wrong. It's Mike Dodd Jr. Yeah. Um, and uh, man, I, I think this book is super fun. Again, I don't know how Flash fans feel about this, but man, I don't know. This book is super fun and dark, and it's out there. And like, you're gonna see some crit. Look, look at, look at, look at how good this is. Look at how good this this panel is. Oh yeah. Like, isn't that incredible? Yeah. Yeah, when you let uh, Dad out of cook, I think you uh, you get a good meal. Freaking yeah, and it's dealing with a lot of things that I'm like, do I know what's going on here? I don't know. You're throwing around science words, right? I'm gonna need Ethan at some point to clarify. He's and, not. He's just gonna go. No, it's stupid. I don't know. He's gonna be like, no, that's not how Spurrier that works. Spurrier does some research, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe. He's a writer. Although he might be like, it might be one of the things where he's like, well, okay. That's... He uses the word <laughs> and he uses it correctly, but there's no way it would happen. Oh, that is that is very much an Ethan thing um, to say. Uh, but but yeah, like I just I really love this series. Um, and uh, again, I I don't pretend to know the Flash history at all. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I just really am enjoying the way that the characters are being uh, written. I'm really enjoying the way in which um, Sai is giving those of us who maybe aren't flash fans or flash historians uh you know enough context to feel comfortable in this mm-hmm. world and and to get it um part of me would love to see uh Cy write some mr terrific because he's in it like briefly um, yeah but i do like his ma- his voice for for him yeah um it, it, you know it, I, i'm not even gonna pretend to guess where this book is going right it's just it's just really well done and again it, it just it does feel smart it feels very smart. Uh, Max Mercury shows up in this issue, which is funny because uh, I guess there's they indicate that he has like a like a bit of like a spiritualism yes. to him. Yes, right? he does. Um, and like uh, Mr. Terrific is like he had to deal with Zatanna. Apparently, like he had a conversation off panel. Oh, cool. He's like, I've already done that. I'm not dealing with this. I'm gonna go hang out with the scientists, essentially. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, Max utilizes uh, his abilities to try to like resonate to the same frequency as or Wally. his aura as Wally in order to see what Wally is seeing. And when they get there, um, the, uh, they see like this, this uh, incredible, like destructive energy going towards them. And they're like, we need to get out of here now. And so they do. <laughs> and when they get out there, impulse shows up, he's like, Hey guys, blah, blah, blah. Get out. And that's when they realize they're like, okay, they'd already uh, addressed the fact that it weren't, they weren't in like an alternate, dimension or anything yeah. this was just earth but being looked at a diff- different angle yes and so they've come to realize that they're like wait we never really truly understood what the speed force was doing to anything mm-hmm. are we like wrecking things yeah yeah 
This is a topic that came up during the Cy Spurrier interview. Oh, he mentioned yeah, that the yeah. uh, the Speed Force might be more like uh, Lovecraftian. Yes, yes, yes. So like, I'm looking forward to seeing this goes. Like again, this feels like a little tip of the iceberg um, there. Uh, and uh, yeah, we, we get you know introduced like introduced to like you know a a, a bad a baddie. Oh no! And uh, the baddie that's uh, depicted on the cover. Yes. To some degree. Okay. Um, oh. And then, unfortunately, lose Max Mercury. Presumably, for right now, he gets left behind. We don't oh, know okay. what happens to him. Right? Oh no! Um, but it does give us this great, like, kind of classic-looking panel. Yes. Right. Where they're like, you know, Impulse is like, "Where's Max?" Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> he didn't make it, man. Sorry." Cool. We wouldn't even say that. Like, it's just mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. You know, it's a little darker. I know for a lot of people, like Flash, there's like a hopefulness to it. But yes. like, I'm telling you guys, you gotta, you gotta believe. In the Bob Ross of it all, you got to have the darkness in order to have the light. You know, we, mm-hmm. we're trust me, like, we'll probably get there. Yeah, so, good stuff. Uh, I read, of course, as always, Predator versus Wolverine. This one was number three from Ben Percy, Ken Lashley, and uh, Juan Fernandez, and Kai Zama, and Hayden Sherman. Uh, this is uh, the ongoing, or re- it's a miniseries, but the ongoing saga of, of of Wolverine fighting this damn predator throughout his entire history. Okay. And uh, this one was interesting. Not obviously. Refresh uh, my memory. Is it the same predator? I think it's the same predator, okay. which I don't like. But I don't like a lot of what Marvel's done with Predator. I like this series because it's just pretty simple. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All I could do is compare it to better things, which like look. You know what? That's going to happen. You know, I'm just saying, like, I didn't like Batman Predator 2, but at the end of Batman Predator 1, that Predator died. And then another Predator was like, well, that's a dude I can hunt because he's never been beaten before. That Predator that we sent there was a chump. Right. Well, that's what that that's what that young predator thinks. Yeah. And so, like, it's a it's it's almost more in keeping with what I can with what I consider to be predator lore than what we're seeing here. Wolverine also casually starts referring to the predator species name, which I hate. I know predator fans have like come to expect or to come to accept that like they're called the Yodga or whatever the f- I, I I refuse to learn its pronunciation. It's so stupid that they have a name, that we have to say it, that they carried it over, like that they didn't Star Wars it and just throw it away. Admittedly, they, they probably, I mean, they have the ability to fly ships yes. in space. They probably have a name. They probably do. Why would we know it? They right. don't speak English. No, I know. Well, you know, maybe they, that's the one thing they say. Yeah. They can say, like, you know, want some candy and other things. Right, exactly. Might, you know, get us in trouble. Right, but they won't say their own species they name but uh yeah predator's dope um and but anyway the lone predator has been hunting wolverine throughout his entire history in this story of course like we're seeing the present story which is drawn exclusively by ken lashley and it's basically its own story we're just like the it's the it's the final confrontation between the wolverine and the predator mm-hmm. and we're just seeing that and it's like oh that's cool and um that's always like pushed to the side to see like the last time in history that the predator has fought with Wolverine in this one. uh, We're finally caught up to at least the Barry Windsor Smith weapon X era, Mm -hmm. but not we're right before that, where uh, a predator found the, um, a predator discovers the weapon X program Mm -hmm. and finds Wolverine or Logan under the knife and inspects him and sees that his bones have now been laced with adamantium. 
And so he sticks a thing in his mouth and burns his flesh off, leaving a skull and nothing else, and then throws his body over his shoulder and throws him into his spaceship. This is going to take him as a trophy. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You're, 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 you know, you're a metal man now. So I'm just going to kill you and just move on. So he does, and he throws him in. And of course, Wolverine heals and then um, blasts out of there uh, before the Predator can presumably take him back to his home planet or mm. wherever. Um, also, we are continuing this like will they won't they nonsense with predator licensing and mm-hmm. the alien license in that um you know obviously one of the, like the most memorable things of predators and aliens in the last like 25 30 years is that uh the most successful times they've teamed up or crossed over in any way is in the comic books and alien versus predator is like a known property mm-hmm. and it's of course also two horribly disappointing movies but uh with the with the with the disney slash marvel acquisition we refuse to cross those properties over presumably for some kind of big grand purpose which we'll never see <laughs> and uh so there's a big scene this is all to say well there's a big scene where the predator like looks at a trophy wall uh-huh. and there's a million different skulls and none of them are xenomorph which is more than i could say mm-hmm. for predator 2 which no one expected 40 years ago mm-hmm. so uh that's like another like shut up okay like what are you doing um we also see that uh, the the predator is hunting Wolverine when he decides to go to Japan, mm-hmm. and that's really fun for the like three pages it is. It looks great. <laughs> um, I bet we also establish in this continuity. Lord knows what continuity this is actually set in, but uh, when Wolverine fell out of the ship, because of course the ship was also under fire from both the American and Canadian government trying to get their specimen back. Sure, sure, uh, sure. but. Uh, <laughs> when Wolverine fell, he also dropped, he brought a predator mask with him and they're like, this is where the helmet that Wolverine wears in the Barry Windsor Smith book came from. Like they derived that technology from, they reverse engineered the technology from the predator helmet into Wolverine's like virtual reality or uh, not really, but uh, there's like puppet helmet. Uh uh I'm like, okay. (laughs) Like, okay. this is the kind of schlock I guess I'm looking for in this kind of book. They're like, they're like, is this what you want? You're like, I don't know anymore. Is this what I want? Yeah, yeah. The answer is yes, you do, Sal. I, I like it. I've liked the last two. You don't sound like you like it. Well, because it's it's just, you know, it's 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 never just, it's, it's, they never just do it, you know? They, they never just do the thing. They're always like, oh, I'm so clever. I'm going to do something like the thing. This is that this is actually they are doing the thing like Wolverine. It's predator. Like, remember when Wolverine was like a mountain man? Well, the so predator cool. fights in there. Remember when the Wolverine was like a, a, a samurai? Well, he fights in there. Like, that's fine. That's exactly what I want to see. Right. But we're also doing it in like four pages. And so it's like we can never do it again. Like, we can never just do a full ass six issue or four issue they're or not two going issue. To. That's what they're telling you. Yeah, that is what they're telling <laughs> me. And it's, but there's no reason not to is my point. I don't like. I don't know if they think it'll sell. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's just you know, it's it's fun, and I hope it continues to sell well because I want to see more of these. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe not by per- Percy or something. I don't know. Okay, but uh, you know, it's still fun. Okay, and it's well written, and uh, I I'm really like, I was here for the flashbacks, but I'm really enjoying the pre- the present day story. Interesting. The okay. Yeah, it's it's exactly what I'm asking for. Like that present day story is like, oh, that's. That's, that's it. That's it. Okay. You've got it. Stop drilling. You fit oil. Yeah. Um, somebody, someone got? joked, do you remember when Predator took on Patch? Yeah, you're not. Yeah. He is going to take on Patch. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Um, Abe Sapien says, uh, hey, poppers, watch Godzilla. Uh, minus one this last weekend. Monster fans, please go watch this movie. Also, I love Cy Spurrier. Thank you both for introducing me to their work. Hey, oh, yay. I'm so glad, man. Enjoy. Hooray. Thanks for your support. Uh, Nikki T, uh, speaking of Superman 78, have you heard anything about the sequel that Venditti's working on? Wonder who the villain will be since they did Brainiac. Metallo? I don't know. I, I haven't read much of the series uh, outside of like the initial. Mm. Um, but uh, no, I have not heard anything. Uh, so I hope it's good. Uh, Denial, Tiffany, uh, I have to know, when you read Luke Cage, did you also have a laugh at who he's going up against in this book? Yeah, a little bit. Do you know who it is? No, I have it's no idea. the son of Alistair Smythe. What? Spencer yeah. Smythe? <laughs> Oh my God! It's the Super Spider Slayer. Yep, and Luke Cage has to deal with him. <laughs> like, good. Let him. Luke won't like. Well, I mean, you know, Spider Man kick his ass, but Luke will beat his ass. <laughs> uh, exactly. That's great. Yeah. Good use of these characters, right? Uh, and Thorn Identity, thank you for your support, oh, thank man. You very much. Uh, at work, something cool. You guys rule. Well, thank you. Thank you you so do too. Much. Thanks for the lols and the consistently solid analysis of both the work and the medium at large. Much needed. Well, thank you very well, much, Thorn Identity. We appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for your contributions yourself. Uh, Lenny Laserdisc, Side Sound Tiffany, just sending some love. Well, thank you very much, Lenny. Hello. And uh, the infamous Mike Manhattan. Did you hear <laughs> Ivan Rice is joining Ghost Machine? Yes, I did hear that. I did not. But yep. now I did. Yep. But now. Yep. Ivan Rice is joining the annals of, uh, you know, such creators as, uh, I believe, Steve McNiven, um, Jason Fabok, uh, certainly, uh, and and uh, Jeff Johns and, you know, the rest. I, uh, I hope it works out for him. I know Rice is very excited about it. Like he he was like, I'm, this is my last. He did a, he did a book for DC that I read. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But like he uh, he's very excited about it. Um, I hope it works out for him. Okay. I, uh, I, I'm sure as he is a professional that uh, let's say that if in like a year's time, he happens to be available for comic book work that uh, he will be back at DC or perhaps at Marvel. But uh, you know, I'm sure that ghost machine will be a huge success. What do you got? I only have one more thing. Oh, so well what then do you got, did you read Howard the duck? No. I knew you would. That's why I wanted to ask. Good. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Titans Beast World number one from Tom Taylor and I Ivan thought, Rice. I thought you said you were not doing any wars. I know. I was sick of it, but I was like, all right. Like, I can't help it. I found myself with, with time in my hands. I was like, I'll read Beast War, uh, Beast World, Beast World. Yeah. I think I have this font, by the way. Beast, really? Yeah, the Beast World font. Yeah, I Impossible. definitely have that. It doesn't have that. Doesn't have that Starro on it though. Well, I got added. Uh, yeah, obviously. They added it in post. Definitely. Uh, yeah, no. So, uh, you know, this is the Titans event that is part of the DC universe or Dawn of DC period, where um, you know, night terrors happen. Now this. How about this? How about this? And uh, here's the frustrating part is that it looks great. Does it really? Rice knocks this book out Excellent. of the park. It's a gorgeous looking book. It's classic superheroics with a modern flair that you cannot miss. You have to check out this issue. If you love Ivan Rice's work, uh, you know, do yourself a favor and read Beast World at the very least. The idea is really fun. Um, uh, there's a uh, carryover from the Titan series, you know, cult leaders, blah, blah, blah. He's going into space, uh, knocks on a thing on Titan. Uh, one of the many moons and uh, awakens a slumbering giant, which is some kind of like an ancient Tamaranian monster that Starfire recognizes. And so she scrambles like everybody and uh, they all spring into action. And Gar, uh, Beast Boy, comes mm -hmm. up with a brilliant scheme because uh, they were like, how did you beat him last time? And she's like, we didn't. Starro beat him. 
like Starro came into these two giant like space starfish fought. One of them was like more scary. That's the new character. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's like the Death Eater or Death Monster or something like that. It's okay. Whatever. But uh, so they fight and, uh, and then they pushed it on and, and they buried it on Titan. And uh, so Gar's like, I got an idea since we can't just call Jaro. And I'm like, why? They didn't say that. I'm just saying like, yeah, hey, yeah, what yeah, about yeah. Jaro? But uh, so he goes into the ocean and he make he, and he launches into space and he turns himself into a Starro. So Gar becomes Starro mm-hmm. or Garo. And uh, is that what they're calling him? That's what he calls himself. Okay. And uh, it's right there. Yeah. He's uh, he's dope. Like he, he fights uh, this ancient beast and then works in tandem with uh, cyborg to like send him into another galaxy, which is like cold and frozen. That'll like ice him up and make him like stay from here. You know, like pushes him away. But then, but then, uh, he bumps into Dr. Hate. Remember Dr. Hate? He was a creation of Joshua Williamson's in Night Terrors. Yeah, I do. It's the big fallout of Night Terrors. Dr. Hate works for Amanda Waller, and here he is again. And he's like, yeah, F you, yeah. and he kills Gar. What? What? Yep. And uh, essentially, Gar, like, beca- he, like, or rather, he turns off Gar. It, it's not really clear, but, like, basically, Gar is a Starro. And now he's just a Starro. So like his, his spores pop off. And so he's infecting everybody, but they're, be, they're, they're being infected with like a Beast Boy version of Starro. So they're turning into, into animals. Okay. That are also under his thrall. And I'm like, right on. So the, the Thanagarian like beast thing was really just... No, a, no, no, Tamaranian. Ta- sorry. Sorry. The Tamaranian beast thing. Was, that was a that was a, a prelude or a red herring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really it was just a a, a vehicle. Yes, yes. It was an inciting eaten. Uh, it was an inciting incident. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was great. So uh, I enjoyed it, and I I was like, oh, that's a fun twist. That's a cool idea. Uh-huh. And so I'm looking forward to uh, seeing where this goes. So like, all right, let's do it. Like, all right, Beast World or Wars or whatever. I don't know. So, yeah. All right. Is that running across a bunch of... Sure. Okay. I won't be reading them. <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, let's see. I don't actually know, like, what the what the reading order is. Okay. I think it might be in this, but it, I don't recall. Uh, well, it's definitely in the end of um, a Flash book. Yeah. I think. Oh, also, did you see the uh, Keith Giffen? I did. I did. Thing? I saw it on Twitter somewhere. But, like, like, I liked all but the, I like they're using it. I liked all the quotes. Oh, yeah. That's really nice. I had, like, you know, words from, like... From different yeah. uh, like like, like really colleagues. Nice. Yeah, there you go. The Beast World. Uh... Yeah, it looks like it'll be mostly Titans Beast World, and then Action Comics. There'll be a Nightwing in there. Nightwing makes total sense. Yeah, it looks like it's mostly going to be Beast World. Yeah. So all right, it's cool. A lot easier to follow. It does, that, except for that one Action Comics in there. Yeah, I won't be reading that. <laughs> but I do like uh, how much shorter it looks. Like it looks a lot more manageable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, all right. Turn people into into, into animals. Okay. That's their vehicle for doing it. Mm-hmm. Knock yourself out. Totes. Uh, yeah. So then uh, also we have... Uh, nothing else came out this week and nothing exciting happened. No, nobody's nobody's excited or, 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 upset, or frothing at the mouth or about anything. About That's good to know. That's definitely, it's not what happens. Because we're comic book readers and we're all mature Completely. adults who can have civil discourse. 
about our made-up characters. Well, good. I'm glad. Um, and, it, and like, if there were something big that came out, we would all be able to like, ponder on it philosophically and not uh, scream at one another. Yeah, or or uh, monetize other people's like discomfort. You know what? I, I bet we would not do that either. Oh, wait. Hang on. Uh, X-Men Blue Origins number one came out this week by Cyce Barrier and uh, Marcus Toe and Wilton Santos. Great. Um, this was supposed to be a um, issue that like filled in some of the conversation or the conversation, the conversation, between, um, mystique and nightcrawler and, uh, you know, filled from in the uncanny Spider-Man from series, the uncanny Spider-Man series. Uh, some folk are wondering why is not, so I just saw one comment earlier that was like, why is nightcrawler Spider-Man, you know, due to the, the, the gala and, and, you know, Xavier pushing everyone away. Some folk were able to resist him and stay. Um, but then he's kind of hide out. And so nightcrawler is hiding out and, you know, dealing with his trauma and not wanting to have to deal with anything by pretending to be Spider-Man for a little bit. Yep. And uh, Mystique's been running around. Uh, she resisted Charles, presumably into what seemed like uh, her death. Yes. Turns out she's okay, but she's not okay. You know, her mind seems to have reset to a different time period where she doesn't know where her baby is. Now, obviously, we know that uh, Nightcrawler and Mystique are related to one another. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he's been, like, keeping an eye on her but not saying anything. And right. there's a conversation where he's like, okay, I'm your kid. Cars on the table. Remember? Let's talk about this. Come on, right? <laughs> and then everybody had a problem. <laughs> right. Which, uh, which by a the way, like. A variety of problems. Yeah, and, like, it's interesting how I think, like, as, well, we'll talk about it. But, like, let's just talk about what happens in the book. Yeah. All right. So um, this issue starts off with like, hey, let's catch you up on uh, the Hellfire Gala. And I appreciate this. Spur- it really does. Like Spurrier acts as though like you may have just picked this up because you're a Mystique and Nightcrawler fan. And maybe you just want or to Spider-Man this. fan or a Spider-Man <laughs> fan. And you just want to know what's going on. And you, he literally treats this issue like you have not been reading. And I appreciate that. Right, like even he, though we have been reading, it actually is really helpful. Well, to yeah, kind of like but I appreciate a, pe- like that also giving like he's like, no, I'm going to treat this like this is your first time reading X Men for a minute, right? So he doesn't go into everything. Like he certainly doesn't go into like you know Kurt working with Legion and like or the, the way stuff. and all that. Like he or the sale, he doesn't go into any of that. He's just like here are the, here's, here's the what fucking, you need to know. You know, X Men been weird. Yeah, and then he explains what happens at the Hellfire Gala. He explains what happens to Mystique, and then he fills you in need like as needed. He utilizes the little imp thing that has been like haunting yeah he Kurt. calls him kurt's imaginary friend yeah well that's what he refers to him as but then he's just like i'm actually a super special like important thing and i was like i know i know Sorry, <laughs> i know you're not just i know i know but i appreciate it anyway yeah um so you know just excellently handled the idea of like hey you might be new here right here, here's what you need to know here's the context you, you might need to know a little more than that but this is what i'm feeling like you need to know right now right which is which was exactly what i needed to know in order to follow this issue yeah, and nothing more i was like okay cool like i was i was good obviously um <laughs> <laughs> well sure i've been keeping up uh, with, with a lot of the kurt stuff in particular it's true um but you know kurt is like hey um listen like it's me basically like you know let's let's chat about what i know about you so he proceeds to basically talk to her and, and they kind of go over what her origin was. Right. He's like, I, this is what I know your origin to be. Yeah. Right, she's right. like, Oh yeah. And like, she's like, yes, no, she's like, yes, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Like, Oh, you pretended to be the wife of Baron Christian Wagner. Right. And then, mm-hmm. you know, inevitably like had an affair with, with Azazel. Thank you. I was like, how do we say it now? Azazel. 
um, in which like, you know, you be, like you became pregnant and like people started to wonder, like, was it because like, you know, Azazel was floating around. Other He's folks. already in the yeah in the picture. Right. Like, oh, gee, like, you know, was this is this his child or not? Right. She right. had to flee and then ended up leaving her child behind she lost him in the woods mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and she's like hmm but i'm like missing something here right yeah oh and this also explains like why he's like a blue demon as yeah. opposed to being like you know uh this is also of course like yeah i believe that the mystique being the mom at all was a retcon initially because they were just like oh they're both blue mm. and then but like well, what about the demon part and they're like oh well that's uh, that's- uh azazel yeah, yeah, yeah. and now that's why he has a d de- he looks like a demon right and not it, just like because he's just born. And not weird. just because of the fact that it's like a mute, like mutant children don't always end up being the having the exact same power. No. Set or like anything on that. But like, it's fun, whatever. Whatever. It was, it's a, that's it's one. They, it's, that's where they wanted to go. It's a retcon that we've all been living with for a long time. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, Kurt pulls out the sword that he has. I love this explanation where like the, the little imaginary guy is like, don't worry about the sword. And then like Kurt goes <laughs> under and he's like, damn it. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, we're going to talk about the hope sword. Mm-hmm. Um, he gives it to Mystique in order to hopefully like help to restore some of those memories. And what it does is it like shatters something there. Yes. Um, And she's like, oh, oh. And she's starting like, she's starting to repeat the story a little bit, but she's like, no, I was in the woods and I had to go back to save my wife. Wait, what? Yeah. So like Kurt's like, wait, destiny was there. And then like, she starts piecing it together. And I love, I really do love this description of their relationship where it's mm-hmm. like, it's not a healthy relationship. <laughs> How could it be? Like, it, it's just like, like it, neither of them is a particularly stable person. Right. Like it's just, you know, like they, they, are so into one another but like they're too into one another mm-hmm. like where it's like they can only handle it for so long and they, they have to, to put it on hold i know people in that relationship oh god no and like so they they're like always together but they also take lovers but the lovers have to be selected yes so that it serves you so that you know it's not like an actual gonna be for romantic in, like interest it has to be something that's going to get you something right yeah, yeah. and i'm like a really hard thing to believe for either of these two characters right like mm-hmm. of course that's how it would be yes right yeah like yes um but like it is the fact that like yes she was pretending to be the like you know yeah all that she, stuff you remember yeah, about the Baron is still in there totally happens right but then she ends up hiring um, Destiny as her maid right right which Keep I was just like listen all right that's kinky uh-huh. <laughs> like watch me bang this guy mm-hmm. I guess <laughs> yeah um but I mean like she did say like the relationship was quickly wearing out right like, this guy was just ever so horribly boring mm-hmm. um. And Mystique encouraged her to go after Azazel. Yes. She's, or no, no sorry, Destiny. Destiny encourages Mystique to go after Azazel. She's like, yeah, totally go for it. Go nail that guy. Uh-huh. I'm going to be in the closet. And she's like, um, he's even... Listening. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, also often dressed like Superman. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, and she finds like Azazel was even more boring than her like yeah, count's boyfriend. She's like, she's like, I thought maybe, nope. Nope, turn, not turns, even interesting. Uh, no, yeah. not even remotely close to being anything I want, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, Mystique assumes that what's happening is that, like, Destiny's been, like, weird and a little distant. And the fact that she thinks what it is is that, like, they're clearly going to be breaking up for a little bit. Like, they do. Like, yep. she's like, like oh, I'm going to leave. She wanted me to be, like, distracted by Azazel and be like, oh, no, say you're going to be good. I'll, I'll, I'll see you, like, in a year or two, right? Mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. However often this comes back around. But it turns out that she's like, no, you know, I've been thinking about, like, you know, we like, there have been children but like, I thought maybe we could do it like intentionally, like as a family, right? right? Like just you and me. Mm-hmm. And so they do. And uh, Destiny ends up being the, the carrier of said baby. Yep. Mystique pretends to be pregnant in order to, to like, 
to make sure that the Baron feels like he's done because he's looking for a kid. He wants an heir. Yeah, and he also suspects uh, that he's being cheated on anyway. So it's a a good way to keep things. Yeah. So like. He discovers the two of them. And also and, because in the comics, she was pregnant. And we've yes. seen flashbacks where she was. So they're like, we need to explain how she yeah, yeah, like, But she, she, but like she wants to stay there. And like, he makes it ever so much easier for her because he discovers them and she kills him. And then she's like, I'll just pretend to be, I'll just you. be him and, and, her. and her. And it's fine. I like, you know, I'll get the money and, and whatever I need. Yep. Um, Destiny gives birth. The kid comes out blue. The doctor and a demon. Like, <laughs> the doctor is like, he's not really. Like, I don't know. The doctor thing is like, he died because he's still blue. Yeah, he's just like, I'm not really. He's not. He's unresponsive and he's not crying. Like, he, clearly, he's dead. And remember that, like, this is Destiny, the maid who had yes. the baby. So they're like, no one's really that upset. They're just kind of like, oh, that's a oh. shame. But like, you know, moving on. Oh, the maid lost the baby. That's exactly. Fine. It's probably for the best anyway. Um, because people are creeps. Um, <laughs> but then like Destiny has this moment where she's like, I can't have my child see me pretend. No, Mystique says that. Oh, sorry. Mystique, keep talking about the other I know. There was... uh, stop going back and forth on it. Um, Mystique is holding, uh, you know, Nightcrawler and it's like, I can't have him see me for the first time, not be blue. Yeah. So uh, she turns blue. Right. And the like, secret's out. And the two of them like are like cuddling and the doctor's like, hmm. Hmm. I've got a lot of problems with what I'm seeing right now. Right. Mostly it's like he believes that there's a devil. Yes. Right. Because like since Azazel was there. Right. It's like there's already a precedent. The the rumor mill is going round and round and round. I'm sure he was like, you know, visiting many of the people in the village. Um, But they're they're coming with their pitchforks and their, you know, anger and all that. And Destiny is like, no, it's cool. Don't worry. You go with the kid. I'll be fine. I've seen it. Right. I know. I know I'm fine. Don't worry about it. So Mystique makes a run for it. The villagers chase her, but then they give up. Yes. Presumably because they're villagers, they're not really committed to it. No, they're just kind of like, mm. well, something probably just hoved into their field of vision and they were like, oh, let's go to the old mill and get some cider. Right. Like they're just like, I oh, know. No, they turn back to go get Destiny. They're mm-hmm. going to gonna get her. They're going to hang her. Um, so Mystique's like, all right, I have to, like five minutes. I have to run back. I need to get her because she said she's going to be okay. And clearly she isn't. This is another example of every time Mystique chooses not to trust Destiny. <laughs> yep. Um, so she leaves Kurt like in a little blanket in the crook of, like, of a tree, uh, goes to find that, Mis- that Destiny is gone. Mystique mm-hmm. returns to the forest where baby's Kurt- gone. Baby is gone. And, you know, it's like, I abandoned my boy. Right. And Kurt's like, well, it's okay. It's me. I'm right here. And she's like, I know, but you're not really my kid. Meh. and you're like what does that mean what does that mean why are you so mad about this right right exactly um and then like we unlock some more memories in which mystique finds out that destiny is still alive and she's like i am going to murder you like <laughs> how could i love you and hate you so freaking much right yeah um and she's like not now because what we see is anna marie right? rogue rogue future rogue sitting in a playground all alone and she's like i need you to go to her right and because... i need you to bring her in because like literally like the worst people in the world are going to come get her and like you know sell her into the sex trade it's gonna yeah. be horrible so, yeah, so instead mystique uh, recovers rogue and yes then, yeah. and, that, and that's all the same earlier she had said when like when they had a boy she was like i wanted a girl right so, so all she's right like now i got my girl right and um that's when uh destiny reveals to mystique that the entire time uh, with with Kurt, that it was all she made that happen. Not because she was like, I really want to have a kid with you, but because Azazel was going to become a problem and he would have presumably like taken over the Marvel taken universe. over everything, right? But what bothered her is it would destroy the two of them. That's, yes. what, that's what matters, right? right? Don't forget, in terms of Destiny and Mystique, all that matters is Destiny and Mystique, right? Right? Like they don't care about anything else. That's what they care about, mm-hmm. right? 
So she's like, so basically, like, I needed to give him a son that he thought was his. It would distract him. I'll create, like, a plot that he will be wrapped up in. He has plenty, but Mm -hmm. this kid in particular has to be raised. He's got to become, like, Batman. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, like, literally, it's, like, he has to be raised a certain way, so he believes these things, and he won't be able to help himself but go and give his father a hard time and try to stop him. Exactly. Like, that's what had to happen. Mystique's like... Wow. Like, are you a monster? Yeah. Well, didn't you know that? Right. But like, yeah, I thought you were a monster, but like, you were like, we were like the same yeah. kind of monster. It turns out like, you're like a monster. Super monster. monster yeah. Like what? Well, I don't feel bad for either of them because they destroyed Krakoa, but whatever. Right. No, they're just, they're literally the worst. Oh, and they're murderers. Right. I love that like, Anna Marie is like sleeping and Mystique is like trying to kill her. She's like, I'm just murdering yeah. So they but go, they, they go to Chuck. They go to couples counseling called yeah. Professor X, <laughs> where they go to Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And like, Destiny's like, I don't want to remember any of it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to remember any of it. Right. Like, nope, don't don't want to know any of it. All I want to do is think about my wife and my daughter. That's yeah. the end of it. And Mystique's like, and I no. want to remember that I have a son. Oh, yeah. I want to know that I have a son and I'm looking for him. Yeah. And Professor X, I love this because he's just like, okay, listen, Raven, I need you to understand something that might cause you to become a worse person than you could imagine. <laughs> yeah. Which I appreciate because they're basically saying like, so everything she did, it all happened. Yep she's yeah that's why she's like that that's yep. why she's like that right yeah so he mind is himself and them yeah because he's like and i don't want to remember and this. i don't remember this is a two this is two person i don't i don't need this is just a waste of my time yeah, exactly i don't need to know this yeah i want my 10 minutes back so he mind <laughs> himself and, and uh, sends her off and that's like that is and it's because of the like psychic push that G- xavier gave all the mutants and raven especially that it undoes his work and she sort of went back and then the sword on like Un- unlock the rest else. of it and there it is and then the two of them hug and you're like okay oh okay and now i can get back to reading on candy uh, spider-man uh and there'll be no interruption exactly. of the story and the end who cares there's nothing more to talk about i'm kidding <sighs> okay so this is basically retconned who kurt's parents are mm-hmm and cause all sorts of hullabaloo out there. Um, so let's chat a little bit about. Yeah, there's a number of th- issues. I would like to address one of the most inconsequential ones first, What's if you don't mind. That? Sure. The the fact that he looks like a demon, like where, like because some people don't think that it was explained how, like where where the Azazel fits into all of this, right? And I think that it is explained it that is. they used the Mystique used. Like the genetic, the genetic memory. Mater- like memory of Azazel, yeah, and others, and others to like make Kurt, yeah, which is what, which is which explains why Kurt looks the way he does mm-hmm. and how he is in any way connected to Azazel, even if he isn't like the literal son of Azazel, right? So okay, like that's that. Yes, I just figured we'd address that because it is in the comic. I guess like I know that people are treating it like it. They're like, yeah. oh, we're just gonna ignore the fact that he has a tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. they don't. They don't ignore it. No, here, here is the specific panel in which uh, Mystique says, "Normally, I wouldn't dirty my hands with gametes, gametes, gametes. Um, borrowing traits from the flesh. I touched the people I've known, Christian, Azazel, and countless other others. They were but shades on my palate, and yet, when you say something like that, shades on my palate, that means like they're indicating the palate of like." A painter's palette they're talking about creation she's talking about the tools that she had in order to make this happen right right we then later on uh we get a, a page from uh, dr nemesis journal where he talks about um ray or mystique's uh abilities and and how like he's like i don't want to call her an omega level mutant because that would like indicate that she 
you know, could mimic the like X genes of someone else, but she can't do that. But like, maybe she could. She, she tried hard. She enough. doesn't necessarily seem to be interested. She's not motivated enough to do it. Right. Um, For so, the most part. so essentially, it, you know, it, the, the concept here is that she, it's not that it's just that she's a shapeshifter. Right. Because if she was a shapeshifter, like she wouldn't be able to do all the things that she's able to necessarily do. And like he really uh-huh. breaks it down in a way where I was like, oh, I really appreciate that. Where he's like, think about how what she's able to do and how quickly she's able to do it. Right. Right. So it's not just that. It's, she's actually like like resequencing things. Exactly. Like she's, she's a gene shaper. Yes. That's what he's like indicating Getting at. that she is. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Right. right. Got it. All right. It doesn't change anything that I know Mystique to be, and I don't care, so great. Well, and, like, here's the thing. Um, every time, uh, like, how many characters have been changed where, like, they create science or do something or whatever, and then, you know what, later on, maybe they go, oh, no, that's not it. I oh, yeah. Know, whatever, right? Oh, uh, Connor Kent wasn't originally the clone of Lex Luthor and Superman. Right. So, like, this really doesn't bother me. I mean, it, it, it's building on a foundation that already existed. It's It's really just changing the way in which she does something, yes. you know, it goes from being like, she shapeshifts to let's try to figure out how that might work. Right. Yeah. Um, and, um, I just don't think it's that big a deal. No, it's not. Um, I didn't necessarily realize how many hardcore mystique fans <sighs> are out there until they made a change. Um, I, it's, it, and I, and I, yeah, there's, 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 there's some schools of thought of that, that, um, I think that it's, not i don't think there are i think that people are big fans of mystique i think mystique is an interesting character and i yeah. think that she's a more interesting drawing and i think people really find that cool right right, and right. i think that like the more i mean you know, look look getting real for a second yeah, yeah yeah comic book fans pride themselves on knowing shit i like to know sure i gotta know what happened yeah and i trade in what i know and i value like I place value on me knowing more than you and knowing specific intimate details about that. Mm-hmm. And when you change that stuff, it really messes me up because I place sure. a significant and inflated value on knowing that inconsequential stuff. Right. And so there's that element to it that makes people just lose it. Right, right, right. But there's also another element. Yes. So, okay. So, I mean, like, we'll get into it. Yeah. Characters have had like shifts in terms of like, oh, actually, their powers are this. Oh, actually, their powers are that. Oh, actually, their powers are this. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. Um, There's another element here. There's a couple of elements. We're going to get into the other larger element that I've noticed that people seem to be having an issue with. Sure. I think the issue is that the idea is that she is the father of Kurt. Right. Um, And I, you know, Mystique has been a guy before. And it's just, you know, and I, and I have a feeling that even if you don't see all the parts, she's mimicking all the parts. Exactly. Exactly. Like, and so and as she like says, you gotta go the, through a body scanner. <laughs> they're going to like be like, that's not that's. Yeah, you're missing something. Right. Exactly. Um, You, you know what I mean? Like I, it's happened a lot. Yeah, it, it's and it's where even Kurt is like you played God. And right. Like, don't say that. Mm-hmm. She's like, don't say that. And I'm like, you know, she's just like, I'm different. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can do this. Right. I can do it. Why shouldn't I? Yeah. And it presumably what you're supposed to take, I think what you're supposed to take away from this and not what ended up being taken away from it. I think what you're supposed to take away from this is that when Mystique is motivated, mm-hmm. she can be pow- like this powerful. Exactly. She was motivated by the love of this person who manipulated her into thinking they wanted to start a family with her. Like the, what you're supposed to take away from this is that destiny is a freaking monster. We were to know right. that she is a monster who manipulated the love of her like wife. I don't know if they're married at that point, honestly, in terms yeah. of their history. They keep calling but, her his wife. Yeah, so I think like, so. like they, she manipulated her, her wife. Yes. The love of her life mm-hmm. to creating a child. Right. In order to like, but to save the universe, to save themselves, to save themselves. Yes. But we also see like right, Captain America is dead too. But instead of just telling her the truth. Yes. Right. No, absolutely. Right. Right. Well, and, and but like, here's the other thing. Mystique is also a monster. Yes. No, so she like, is. No, she maybe is. she wouldn't have gone along with I it. I don't know. But like, but. Well, I mean, when, she's destiny. She would know. Right. The when, fact is, that's the only way yeah, it would have worked out. No, I know. Mystique is like, but when she was motivated. So then to follow that up with the Dr. Nemesis thing, I think it's been to, like illustrates you that like were Mystique motivated enough, who knows what she could do. Right. It's the Superman Lex Luthor thing. Yes. You could have cured cancer anytime you wanted to, if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you could have fixed everything, right? But you don't because you're a, you're a selfish asshole, right? Which of course that's what this is about. Like yeah. she is a monster. They're all monsters, yeah. and and Kurt is the byproduct of that. But the lesson, I guess, you can derive from this, and we're not putting a button on this. I'm just saying, like, is that despite the yeah. deception and like lack of trust and the manipulation and the like amorality of it all. Mm-hmm. You have Kurt. Yes. You have this character mm-hmm. who is so pure well, and kind. Yes, and, something and, that was out of such a like, like manipulation and like you know like out of manipulation, out of mani- out of manipulation of love. Yes. Like comes Kurt. Right. Who is just like the just, heart of the X Men. Exactly. Like it's incredible, right? Yeah. Um. Additionally, it it goes to show you that Mystique seemingly really did care and really wanted this. Like she like wanted that she didn't carry this baby she still cared about this baby she and it's like, interesting because you know she really shows that she doesn't like at least that's been her mo for like her entire yeah as long as i've known mystique she has been very like arm's length with kurt mm-hmm. knowing or retconning that he is the like he is a physical representation of the like most of the greatest betrayal by her like wife yes is kind of like a good explanation as to why mystique is such an asshole to him right, but she despite also that. want but yeah that's the thing but she like, doesn't know she, she didn't know that or but it, it is innate like, it, in yeah, her it's in there right so like that's the thought it's, but, it's uh, really cool yeah. and like when you think about it if you if you want to put it in like batman terminology rogue is the daughter they raised yes right like rogue is like a dick grayson yes it's a tim right yeah and, and it turns out nightcrawler is actually her damien yeah where she's like no i made you right exactly and the two of them are connecting and yeah. i'm like that's cool right it is cool so like i have no problem with this i don't see it being the earth chattering issue it was no. i do want to talk about something else we can continue to talk no, no, about please this. yeah yeah, yeah. we want to we want to hit those bullet points i definitely want to address something and there's actually a super chat that relates oh, great. to this well, so i don't know if we want to open well let's, that let's open with that up the is there something about ethan in there nope go up go up we're gonna find this it's gonna be great uh no there it is 
Bingo. Uh, Jonathan Stewart says, uh, hi, Sal and Tiffany. Hi. hi. John. Uh, love y'all's content. Confused by the depiction of Nightcrawler's birth. Can Ethan explain it to me? Okay. <laughs> oh, also forgot Comic Pop Woo. Well, thank you very much, Jonathan. I appreciate yeah, that. There is a page Excuse in which me. we see Kurt's birth. Yeah, and I I'm, I just, I appreciate that. We do not need Ethan to explain this to you. No, in I, fact, I, I think it would I actually be, be a mistake because I, I don't think Ethan knows. I'm very happy to explain this to you. Yeah. Um, the portrayal of uh, birth that you typically see is one of many ways that women have given birth throughout history. Uh, it is a more westernized version of it. It apparently is not even the most comfortable way to give birth. Mm -hmm. um, there are plenty of other ways. And in fact, being on one's hands and knees is a different way in which you can give birth. Apparently, it is particularly useful in the uh, second part of birth, I believe, mm. um, or like the second portion like, of it like it's just leg. easier to bear down ah in order to give birth okay um and, and so what i think you're seeing there is that well you're seeing the the, the second half it's of it. just it's just more comfortable exactly right? like it's more comfortable there some people noted that there was uh seemingly pants mm. on on uh, destiny um well either a it's a coloring mistake or B, I don't know if you've ever mooned anyone, but you can totally t pull your pants down and have that area hanging out without fully taking them off. That's so true. <laughs> exactly. I, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. the, the birth thing is literally just because we are so used to seeing in movies and TV and all of that, like one way, one way of giving birth. People, people have given birth uh, sitting in chairs. People have given birth in like, water. In water. People have given birth standing up. People, like, it's just there are many different ways that people can give birth, yeah. and that is one of them. That's one of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to point that out. That's oh, one other element. That's one other element. Um, there's also the uh, Chris Claremont of it all. Right. The fact that apparently, or re re reportedly, and there's actually a link in the chat right now that's pinned, uh, take you to a CBR article that like basically just kind of like breaks down yeah. the original Chris Claremont of it, which is of course and. And by the way, I know Chris Claremont did not invent mm -hmm. uh, Nightcrawler technically. Uh, Len Wein uh, carries that distinction, but yeah, uh, and really Dave Cockrum because like he drew him, and that's <laughs> really for the longest time for me. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Kurt's best attribute is how cool he looks. But um, the uh, but Claremont had uh, his own pitch about Kurt's lineage. Mm, yeah, yeah. He wanted it to be that uh, Nightcrawler was the son of Nightmare. You know, the Doctor Strange, well, more like more associated Doctor Strange villain. Yes. Um, but Roger Stern was like, no. Because I, Roger Stern was working on Doctor <laughs> right, Strange. Doctor Strange doesn't happen. And I, as I recall, like the only time I ever think about Nightmare in Doctor Strange is when Stern was writing him. Yeah. So I could imagine Stern being, which is weird because right. you think if you were writing a niche book like Doctor Strange, you might want the support of the X-Men right. title to kind of like boost your book a little bit. But digression aside. Right, right, um, right. Yeah, the original pitch from uh Claremont himself was nightmare. Yep. Was was gonna be dad and and nope, that wasn't gonna happen. But that like, got Claremont always wanted Destiny and Mystique to be together. Uh you know, and and I think he originally wanted to reveal that, that Destiny was the mom. Yeah. 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 So I think that that was like this is this isn't a pull out of nowhere. No. This is a poll that was based in some like kind of forgotten history for this. You know, it's yeah. just it's a deep it's a deep continuity cut. And while it isn't, uh, you know, not all of Claremont's ideas were gold. And of course, not every idea of Claremont's needs to be like retconned in. Yeah, I believe he may have also wanted like Mystique to be the dad. Yeah, no, he definitely like, was like, yeah, like, this was like it's like here it was, but it just didn't go through. Yeah. So it's like. Uh, no, the, well, the reason to bring it up, because like, even though it's like it's a forgotten lore, it's an old like chestnut, you know, yeah. 
for the longest time, you know, Ned Leeds was the Hobgoblin, you know, until they finally decided to like make their own book, but they made a book about it to explain it. Right. Um, is because it's important, I think, to take a step back from where you are in today mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and recognize that like the talking points of today mm -hmm. are told to you in a different language and a different presentation than they were 25, 35 years ago. Yeah. And an idea that originally was a fun fan theory slash rumor that no one had a problem with 35 mm -hmm. years ago is suddenly this like inflammatory and then add every buzzword that gets clicks and makes money for opportunists. You know, that that's what it is instead. Yeah. And it's like it, the reason why we why I even think it's important to bring up the Claremont thing is because like it wasn't a problem or or, or, or any of these words that are used to take your money. Yeah. Back then. Why is it suddenly that? You know, mm. why is it like we finally get a chance to realize this concept, this fan theory that was accepted widely by the X-Men community for the last 40 years? Mm -hmm. Why is it now suddenly a problem? Right. And I think the, the, the reason why it's a problem is because it's not really a problem. And the people who tell you it's a problem are actually just trying to take your money. Right, right, right. I mean, really what this does is like it makes it just proves that destiny is will do anything to to get what she wants which, which we knew which so like it i think it'd be interesting along with who she is and it also gets kurt away from azazel who is just an asshole right i don't understand why like fans of nightcrawler who i don't know if they're having a problem with this too it's like what don't you want kurt to not have to have him as a dad like I think why don't you rather just have him have some like mystique and he look like they might be building a relationship and wouldn't that be nice for Kurt right now? Yeah, I think that um there in the in my most charitable I think that people might like the visual of a devout Catholic's father being oh, sure. the being a demon but also so you know what I mean? Like that's like having like oh I really want my my protagonist to be named Adam Right. You know, and then being like, oh, but like I did that the last three books I've written. No, now it seems really convenient. Yeah. And like, so maybe I'll get something purer and more interesting if I abandon this like very black and white, like transparent right. thematic concept. Right. It, it's funny because it's like this doesn't other than change up the fact that he doesn't actually have a direct like lineage to him yeah. necessarily. Like. It doesn't really do much to them, and it's, no. it's being treated like this massive. Well, that's the thing, right? It doesn't like, actually it's, it's change not anything. Not really changing much at all. Like, yeah. it's just now, like Mystique and he can have a relationship, which they could have had originally. If yeah, she gave a crap because mm -hmm. you know she didn't, but now she does. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and and, and she was still like before she was his mom, and now she's his mom, right. In a different way, exactly. Uh, and and those who might consider like the uh, the the like he came from a broken home or from horrible parentage, right? Yeah, he still did. Yeah, Destiny is as much of a monster as Azazel. Right, he's still like the the thing is this doesn't undo everything Kurt went through. No, Kurt still had to go through all of this. That's right. It's just oh my god, could Kurt? move on right exactly <gasps> shocking probably not because the marvel character no, it's a marvel like, character. he's not allowed to he'll find they'll find something else they'll give him some other trauma it's yeah. fine like you know it, it it doesn't literally it undid nothing mm -hmm. that he went through he's gone through everything this is a retcon that allowed him to still go through every single thing he's done that's right he's just it's just now he knows something else yeah 
it's it's not really a retcon. I mean, it is a retcon. No, it's a it's big retcon. Like he just learned something else. But yeah, now it's it's it's. I think it's a great retcon, in as much as it'll it, it like it, it makes sense. It has roots in history, and it, uh, you know, and 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 it doesn't really change or complicate yeah. so anything. So it's it's funny because it's like. You know, you read older books now and then you think to yourself, like, oh, it's funny because now this is different now. Yeah, yeah. Like, whatever. Like, people who read um, JMS's Spider-Man. Right. Or Spider-Man before that, right? Yeah. You're not reading the Mary Jane relationship thinking to yourself, oh, oh this is useless now because the two of them aren't together anymore. Right, or they were never actually married, so whenever they say wife or husband, I cringe. Right? Like, no, you just read those books and you, and you just enjoy them, right? Like, if you're reading anything with Nightcrawler where he's dealing with Azazel as his father. Yeah. Right. Well, Kurt believes that. Right. It didn't change. No, he like, always because, believed that. Just because you know it, it actually makes it more juicy. Right. Because you're like, oh, I know he's not his dad. Exactly. See, those of you who need to know, now you know more. You know more than and the you would, but you, But you, like, those of you who are complaining didn't even read the book, so you don't know because you didn't actually read it. And I know that because, like, I've seen these, like, these one these these one sentence hot takes right and it's like you didn't read the book right, like right you're not right, right. you, you don't even know what you're talking about you, no, you didn't even read you didn't even listen to the rant on youtube about it right like you saw a tweet yeah that took and, a picture out of context and make and and, and you and, and you extrapolate yeah, yourself and listen i like the the birthing thing i i i you know i know people just don't know that you do have the entire internet at your fingertips right exactly you could always just google it yeah. And be like, oh my god, I can't believe how woke it is. Uh she's on her hands and knees. And no, that's actually a thing. Okay, never mind. I'll just delete my tweet. Yeah, like it, it's uh, yes, is it it's not something you see again a lot in Western no. cultures, or, or at least in the US, but it's a thing. Yeah. It is a thing. It is a it is a, it is it is a thing. thing. It's not like it's a made up thing. Nope. Um the infamous Mike Manhattan says, Did you hear Ivan Rice is going you to did that Oh, I did that one. But yeah, uh, Faded Weeb uh says, uh, thank you for the great content this year. I've loved all of it. Well, Thank you very much, man. I was able to get San Diego Comic Con tickets for the first time. Excited for next summer. That's great. I have to actually have to register us, so we'll see if we can. We might not see you. We'll see. Uh, Tubas the one. Even Chuck Austin thinks his Azel plot was dumb. Exactly right. And you know Chuck Austin. Come on, um, Mordecai. Uh, thank you very much for your generosity. Says, uh, kind of glad we retconned Azazel because the only thing he provided was, quote, I guess he's a deadbeat dad. Literally, I forget he's on Dark X-Men. But remember, Albert, the robo-wolverine clone. Right? How could you forget? Right. I mean, and the other thing is that, like, Nightcrawler's not even special, necessarily. He, maybe he looks most like him, but, like, Azazel has so many kids he's a deadbeat dad for. It's yeah. Like, like oh and also nightcrawler is one of them yeah like, oh okay uh girk peck does after batman 89 you think ham should adapt original dark knight sequel idea two-face rampaging while heath ledger finds a way to murder uh while on trial uh no no i don't i i don't like ham's writing get someone else to do it for god's sake get uh get the other nolan brother he to do it hilarious name he does have a hilarious name good for him zoinks says uh hey guys hope you're doing well thanks for the recommend on birds of prey dope book have you guys read lemire's descender series uh yeah you definitely have um and i'm glad you read uh, birds of prey enjoy it if you haven't already check out birds of prey Thank you. yeah you loved uh Dissenter. uh jackson boyd thanks for your generosity the <laughs> yeah the art's great that's uh dustin Nguyen. yes it is uh comic pop has made more me appreciative of pencilers inkers colorists and letterers yay i'm glad to hear it uh the x style uh the laraz sylvia gracia medina wernix etc is my current favorite thanks tiffany for putting me on to it excellent taste yeah they're great excellent excellent taste yeah <laughs> uh pop culture pop culture guy 3000 i love that the legendary studios movies being tributes to the show era uh, 
kaiju fight movies freeze toho studios to make more expensive uh more experimental g films even when they miss misfire like monster planet and the techno babble and some pacing of singular point they're interesting ideas and i'm glad they tried uh i'm just glad that they're do- that they're able to try new things it's stuff that i don't really care about but like it's doesn't affect me at all so like go ahead go over there and enjoy it and have a great time i'm glad that's working out for them um so that's that's fantastic great point uh Supreme omega hello uh has there been any change that didn't anger fans because right? it seems like every change seems to piss someone off even the good well-written ones it's true it's true sometimes you know and i'm i think you know i'm i'm guilty of it myself i always have a visceral visceral reaction to change and to uh continuity and retcons and i think that uh the more like the, the more um clever and weaved in continuity respectful and tolerable and palatable they are mm-hmm. uh the easier it is but i think it's because part of us like innately fears change and because we have a visceral reaction to like when you when you upset why are you doing this i have a very like cynical reaction or maybe a critical reaction to making some kind of arbitrary change because i've been burned by arbitrary change right um listen like there, there have been changes in comics that I haven't liked either. But right, I, but like I, I just, I just, if I'm very, if I'm that motivated by it, right, I just stop reading the book. Right. Well, someone brought up a change that I was like, oh yeah, I wasn't a fan of that change, but you know what? I've gotten completely over it. Like, right. And it didn't take long. Like when they changed up Moira, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. When they made her into a robot, well, it was like that, that sucks. Right? When they changed Moira to into a mutant, out, you know what I yeah. mean? Like that was a big people, change i like that though but like right. a lot of people didn't and it's like but we all kind of got over it yeah yeah <laughs> well it didn't hurt that like it was also sucky and people forgot about it um jonathan stewart uh, hi sal and tiff love y'all's content confused by the depiction of night crawl's birth we saw that already cosmos yes. or cosmo uh love the show i'm a new reader and want to dive deep on some older stories any dc recommendations only really red waves uh world's finest thus far appreciate you appreciate you cosmo welcome to the family um Man, you're uh, yes. you're you're in good company reading World's Finest. It's a great yes. series. Uh great DC Rex. I mean, yeah. if you're if you're looking for like older books, you should definitely if you haven't already read Kingdom Come, you should be reading. You should read, read Kingdom Come. I wouldn't read the sequels, but just stick with that one. Um, you can just pick up the uh, you know the, those, those tomes, those Elseworlds books are mm-hmm. pretty fantastic. But uh, but Kingdom Come's a good one. Um, there's there's a ton of DC books. It's really a question of like what your favorite characters are. So if you're like looking at you know like Batman, for example, you know just extrapolating from those mm-hmm. you know from the world's finest run you want to start with like okay like world's Finest is also a, an attempt by wade to introduce you to characters he didn't get a chance to write for that right. don't get a lot of spotlight so like doom patrol show up in that one so if you want a easy to jump into uh period for doom patrol the gerard way and nick darrington run on yes, doom patrol is 100%. a great book to read well, it's, just, it's so like it, it it calls back to um previous doom patrol runs but also really just does its own thing like it'll make you want to go back and check out some of those other books but you it's just so off the wall Mm -hmm. and well done that you're just going to be like in this world right and it's a little less intimidating than the the grant morrison omnibus but once you're like familiar maybe you have a couple of favorite members of doom patrol then you can go back and read the grant morrison omnibus yes Uh, and by omnibus but like like, you could just start reading some of grant morrison's doom patrol and just try that out um but uh the machine the the metal men i don't have any recommendations for you but they're also uh prominently featured in world's finest but if you're looking for like just batman runs that are like older i mean you can easily jump into a big ass well-collected series called or arc called no man's land um no man's land will also give you a great opportunity to introduce because like if you know batman at all you're like okay i get it gotham the villains gordon batman that's a great crazy big 
apple cart upsetting series batman's never the same as a comic book after no man's land so read all of no man's land and that'll also give you a chance to be introduced to newer members of the bat family like you'll know oh i know who i, I know robin and i know this robin like oh so dick became nightwing and tim is robin right now mm-hmm. and like this is cassandra and who she is and that's the huntress and that's like and these are all the villains and what they do that's if you want to go into like a deep end, you know, because um, I don't think Nightfall is a good starting point for Batman. And for Superman, you can read any number of graphic novels like Up in the Sky, Blue or uh, sorry, I think it's Spider-Man Blue <laughs> um, for all seasons. Yeah, uh, Birthright is what you definitely want to check out if you like Mark Wade. You know what um, it is? Because Blue and for all seasons for me have like similar cover like, schemes. Yes, they something. do. There's something there. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> So there you go. Uh, Lee Allen says, uh, I'm a little out of the loop. Did you guys like Fall of X or was it middling? Um, We didn't like the lead up to Fall of X, but I think the Fall of X, because it's essentially shepherded by the the, the Brits. (laughs) Well, okay. So the Fall of X right now, like when, like, some of it, the lead up to it, I enjoyed quite a bit. The Fall of X right now, I am enjoying certain books, mm-hmm. but like the overall, like like the 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 banner, like the the, the main the storyline, like I'm not a, like I haven't quite seen where we're going. I haven't seen the forest of the trees just yet, so like I can't say for sure. Um, but for right now, there are some books from Fall of X that I'm like, Ooh, I'm really into this. Yeah, uh, Girk Pectus, it was so de- I was so desperate for Batman 89 Echoes to bring Alicia back from the dead just to have a connection to the Joker. We don't need it. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Uh, Justin Hope. Uh, hi. Well, hello, Justin. Welcome to the uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for your generosity. I wanted to ask you guys if you knew uh, if you guys knew there was a Star Trek Troopers comic. It was published by Marcus Marcosia Comics, and it was great. Although they own the rights, they have done nothing with them in years. No, I didn't read it. Uh, I'm not a really. I'm not exactly a Heinlein fan. Uh, but uh, but I have. Uh, but I did enjoy the movie uh, as a Paul Weirhoven you know, RoboCop-esque movie. Uh, Girk Pactus, if you like uh, Phil Kennedy Johnson, read his James Bond. Uh, I also am looking forward to, there's a new James Bond book coming out from Garth Ennis. And I'm like, oh. Oh, really? I'll read the oh, hell out of that. No. Uh, Supreme Omega, on Mystique and Destiny being Kurt's bio parents, if Claremont was allowed to do his plan in the 80s, what would have been the fan re- reception? I promise you this. Here's the thing about that. The fan reception may have been similar in terms of like there being a split. People liking it, people not liking it. The reaction wouldn't have been as visceral. Mm-hmm. The uh, con behavior with creators wouldn't have been as embarrassing. And no one would have made any money off of it. Mm. Uh, so technically it would have been a lot better. Also, the X offices would have just known the information because of the letter writing that would have occurred. Right. And based on how much letters they would, how many letters they got and how much fan reaction they got from cons, they'd probably be able to get a, like a glimpse into the fan reaction and how much of the audience liked it and how much that they didn't like it and how and why they should like double down or not. Mm-hmm. So that would have been a, a more like closed end to end system for them. Right. Um, but I, I, but I don't, I think it would have been more accepted. People meta read less back then. People didn't read them and go like, Oh, I hate that Spurrier is doing this. People did know the names. They did know Claremont was in charge, but sure. like you, you'd be surprised, especially back in the day. I, I didn't read like, I, I didn't read X-Men in the eighties. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. reading much in the eighties at all, but, uh, cause I couldn't read, but like the people took, what they were reading at face value. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like this is just what they, they hated what happened to the characters. They didn't 
get mad that the creators did something that they in their head wanted to see happen. Mm -hmm. Or even if they did, they didn't know that's why they were mad, you know? And so it's how you get people to like read or not read people who can't handle or can't accept the changes or decisions made by creators. Mm -hmm. The the ones who really like go like, I, you've ruined the book. Mm -hmm. They stopped reading the book. Yeah, you know, they just moved on. They just moved on. Else. And either they and some of them quit comics, yeah. but like most, for the most part, they just moved on to another book. Yeah, you yeah, know, and they didn't sure. know that, like, you know, creators uh, who they were, or even if they did know who they were, they didn't think about it in those terms. No, now it feels like um, fans have have this perception that they think that the creators are personally attacking them, and they're not. Right, they're just. Like you're, they're just trying to make money and just, be just, and, and be employed. They're just, yeah, they're just trying to do their jobs. It, it would be like like going to the Starbucks and they didn't put the right syrup in there. Yeah, and they <laughs> put it on the internet and got really mad about it, which people do. But oh like, yeah, but like that person's not personally attacking you. No, it's just a mis- it's just it's just their preference. It's just they did that. Oops. Like, yeah. I don't know. They're just doing their jobs. You know, they're just creating. They're just doing their things. And we listen. We have seen some choices made at both like in both you know dc and marvel mm-hmm. by creators and editorial in order to like i'm i'm gonna put my stamp on this I, that is not this does not feel like that at all this is like, not this doesn't feel like someone going like i'm sorry for like i'm gonna put my spin yeah i've seen this. that i've seen creators it's, do that like, it just it doesn't have that feel it literally just feels like this is something like, that like this is a thing i knew about that they wanted to do and i and i have, have a story out of it like i, I have, have something to i have a story i've been working on like soisbury has been working with kurt for longer than you could think because most times people don't realize how long runs have been going on for right yeah. like think about how long he's been working with kurt in just in just krakoa yeah and just during with krakoa he likes kurt right so he he i don't know like I, he's clearly been working towards this and it just made sense to do right now like i just don't feel like you know so i was going out there being like hey you i'm gonna really i'm gonna stick it to you no i'm i might as well just go and punch you in the face with this one i I, you know what i mean like it just doesn't feel like that at all like he's just doing it to do it yeah you know it's just what comes next Mm -hmm. because that's how stories are told exactly what comes next and hopefully your creators are doing it from a narrative perspective right right and i feel like spurrier is so yeah it's just me. Uh, Matthew Trelaga, thanks for your generosity, says the latest Wolverine versus Predator book has been causing a bit of a stir because there wasn't an alien skull in the trophy room, but there was a confirmed Rancor skull. Now, it's interesting. I didn't know that it was confirmed. Um, and I'll, you know, the jury's out on that. But I will say that, uh, you know, the alien skull originally was put into Predator 2 as a little bit of a joke, as a little bit of a wink and a nod yeah. to the Alien versus Predator comic book. Um, that was not like a declaration or a gauntlet throw where they're like, we are doing a movie. Cause clearly it didn't. Cause the movie came out like what, 1990 <laughs> and right, uh, right, right. the next one came out like 12 years later or whatever. But um, I, I think I wouldn't expect a predator versus star Wars before an aliens versus predator comic book from Marvel. Uh, Rodney Coverdale, uh, comic pop rocks, uh, PS Wolverine versus predator thoughts. I like it. I wish it were cooler. It's cool enough. You know, it, it, it's better than the predator book. 
Uh, denial. So Kurt happened to stop a demon. Was this a jab at one more day and May <laughs> leading the charge against Mephisto? That'd be amazing. Uh, I think I think we're just seeing parallels. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. James, thanks for your support. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for your reviews on Hellions. I just got the hardcover Hooray! and I'm halfway through it. And I love everyone but Empath. Lol. Uh, thanks for all the effort you both put in every day. Yeah, that's Aww. fair. Thank you. Uh, thank you, man. Uh, King Tiakim says, uh, hi, Sal. Hi, Tiffany. Hi. Uh, Long time viewer. First time Super Jedi. Well, thank you very much, King Tiakim. Thanks for your generosity. Uh, so this oh, means yeah. Sabretooth, Vorge, and Wolverine banged Kurt's dad. Come up, woo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's great. <laughs> that means that Wolf, if, if Kurt and Wolverine ever get into a fight, he can be like, hey, I banged your dad. <laughs> uh, two bez the one. A lot of folks mad about subtext being made text. Yeah, I know. It's always the case. Yeah. Dante Cook, uh, thanks for your support and generosity. Hi, Salentivity. I literally just got done reading X-Men Blue during the beginning of the show. I have not been reading much X-Men and appreciates for your holding my hand in this book. I loved it. Yeah, all right. Thank yeah. you so much for your support, though. But yeah, I thought you did a really good job of making it not feel too like okay like previously on x-men he's doing it but he's doing it in a fun narrative way that actually ties into what he's doing it on candy with that character uh-huh, so uh-huh. good stuff uh let's see like he's a writer i know it's weird <laughs> uh alex sanchez uh thanks for your generosity uh there's this one comic book youtuber i will not name good uh, Appreciate that. unless you think they're great uh but who used that birth picture out of context and it was just in bad taste as his thumbnail i'm glad you two aren't like that dude who essentially monetizes hate you guys rock I mean, not to, I'm not going to throw any uh, specifics or or because I don't know. I don't really pay attention to like who is in the space anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do know that if you put it in the thing, you're trying to get people you're to. Gonna, put, yeah, yeah, you're looking to. Just I mean, we put the the, the 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 title of this episode is like big retcons, but like you know, I bet we could double our audience if I had put. A, like you know an out of context image in the thumbnail with like a with an inflammatory title well here's what's funny about that is that like that that thumb like that thumbnail that image just means the person behind that image or the people who are clicking on that image to look at it just didn't want to go and look it up right which is really a shame like you know what would have been better is just if like like especially like, if, if you can, purport to love can comics. you have a baby like this yes okay cool oh well there you go i mean you could also just uh buy the book <laughs> like you know like an adult uh six says uh can't stay since i'm at work and people might start catching on <laughs> yeah keep it on the dl but you guys rock so i have some coin been loving green arrow by williams and i'm glad you dug it that's awesome thanks man very nice uh jonathan stewart didn't cartman's mom end up being his dad in uh yeah about 25 years ago but uh then they did an episode in which it turns out that she was just lying so no yeah <laughs> Uh, Rami Darwish uh, is actually a big surprise. Uh, the, the, just say, watch the Chili Con Cartman episode and you'll know the answer. Uh, Rami Darwish, uh, happy Monday, guys. Love the X-Men Blue, but can't wait for Ben's reaction. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a long time before we get that on the show. Not because we're, it's inflammatory. It's I just like, we got to do like, it. And he, he wouldn't care. No, he'd be like, he'd be like cool. cool. He, <laughs> yeah, Ben is Ben would not be like, what? No, Ethan would be like, okay, how do we work the genetics? On right, he'd be like, okay, what has to change? Yeah. <laughs> the infamous Mike Manhattan have you guys read any rick remender's image comics no but uh yeah let's jump into some super no, er- I don't think so. let's recommend some <laughs> comics that are coming out this week that we think you should check out um i uh i have to see what's happening in batman 140 after the last page reveal of the last issue i'm interested I'm not i'm not like sold okay. but i'm interested um if you've ever been interested in shazam you need to be reading Mark Wade and Dan Mora's Shazam. So six issues, the, the sixth issue drops tomorrow. 
or today if you're watching it now. Uh, and we're seeing where there's going to be at least a couple more issues of Shazam for now, but it looks great. It's the best looking Dan Mora book. That's including the Batman Superman world's finest right series now. right now, <laughs> right now, right now that's, it's on the shelves. Right. Right. Um, and it's, they're trying, mm. you know, this is the most genuine effort to make Shazam a property mm. that you should read mm. ever. So check that out. Transformers three from Danny Warren Johnson. Duh. Uh, Birds of Prey number four is coming out again. I surprised this book comes out so consistently. It's just a, just a good series. I'm excited for that. Uh, so check that out as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's it for me. Um, there are some other books that I think you should check out as well, like Superman 78 and so forth, but I'm not, I'm not caught up on them. So I don't want right, to necessarily just right, right, right. recommend them offhand because I haven't really caught up on uh, okay. on those. I want to talk about this really book book really quick because I think it's really funny. Um, and it was pointed out to me, but it's from Image Comics. It's a book called Bloodrick. And <laughs> this book, Bloodrick. Bloodrick? Bloodrick okay. that's coming out from Image Comics uh, on <laughs> Wednesday. Uh, it has a like curious, like logo like they're they're thought but they don't believe you can read it so they put a parenthetical of the actual name of the book underneath it i theorized that because image books are more or less self-published mm -hmm. that the parenthetical was a, a directive from image but you know the refusal to change the work like if you think that's the logo it should be then go for it. But you have to put this par this parentheses to explain what the book is for retailers. Mm. Or do they just love the idea you can't read it and also want you to be able to read it? Like, I what is the mental, what is the process? I assume what happened was they really wanted to go with this logo, but then after, because I, I do think that there was probably a conversation that happened. Where they're like, like, I can't read that. They're like, I don't know. We, like, listen, if you want to put that on there, we need to have it somewhere else. I, I have a feeling that's probably what happened. And so mm -hmm. that's what they went with because it's in the same color. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of blending, but it's there. You can, yeah. Because mm -hmm. I thought it said Bacork when i first saw it but uh i do i am getting bloodrick from it but I, but are you but getting it because you knew it already i you know i can't tell because the like the end of it is good but it's that lo at the beginning i don't know if i would have gotten it but i think just based on the way the font is put together my brain would have been like oh that's the word blood because it's drippy yeah like i i would use the context clues of the the way in which the font is designed yeah I don't know. Yeah, probably. As I understand it, apparently this is a death metal thing where you like you you have a like almost incomprehensible logo and sure. then you put like a little thing that explains it. Totally that could sense. be. Uh, this is by the way, uh, Bloodrick is uh, created by Andrew Cranky. I just wanted to say, you know, since we're giving it this much time. Yeah, why not? But I thought I thought it was interesting because, sure. you know, it is it is death metal, but at the same time, like, uh, not everybody knows that. Right. So you right, know, right, right, right. for me, I'm just looking at a book, being like, it, here's a logo I can't really read. And then there's a parenthetical belief beneath it just being like, oh, that's what the book is called. And it's like, yeah, your logo should say that. <laughs> well, if, if your logo doesn't read, then it's a bad logo and you need to do something you else. You know, that is, that is true. That is actually true. Um, but if it is like a, if it's an established brand or but it's brand new it's an established thing within like the oh yeah but if it's, yeah if, if you're trying different. to if, yeah if you're going for a death metal feel look whatever then there you go also more kill your darlings is coming out uh from our pals over at the uh the supple boys podcast so there check that out as well 
Oh, I see Century's getting another book. We'll see how that goes. Wanna, oh, yeah. I opened that up. I was like, who's doing it? Who's doing the Who century? is doing the Century? Jason Liu and... Luigi Zagaria. All right. I've never heard of you. It's like the whole Century crew. Oh, Century family, finally. <laughs> uh, for me, Hunger in the Dust, number four is coming out. G. Will Wilson, uh, Christian Wild Goose, freaking great looking book. She's And she's just a delight. Yep. You know, Do you want to see more? Tiffany actually got a chance to walk the floor and chat with G. Willow Wilson on camera on this channel. It's in the uh, it's in the, uh, the the algorithm. Go check it out on this main channel. Nice, yes, absolutely. Uh, X Men number twenty nine is coming out uh, this week. Jerry Duggan, Josh Kasara, heck yeah, Doom! Yay, Doom versus X Men. Who doesn't love it when Doom fights the X Men? <laughs> Doom's X Men. That's right. Doom is his own Ludvarian mutants. Yes, that's forget. right. Don't forget. He does. Yep. Uh, also, uh, Batman <sighs> Santa Claus Silent Night number one is coming out this week. Yay. You know I have to read that. Jeff Parker, uh, Michael Bandini. Like, come on. Yeah. The, the cover's incredible. Well, it's Dan Moore. It is Dan Moore. <laughs> I, mean, I just love it, though. Look I at know. That. It's so and great. I think there's like more than four issues, four issues at least of this series, by the way. So like, yeah, check out Silent Night. I was like, isn't that how this works? Did I do it? You did it. Look, I'm doing it. Yeah. By the way, special shout out to League of Comic Geeks for having a website that allows us to do this every once in a while. So yes. like we get, we use it every week and uh, we have no association or affiliation or sponsorship with them. No, We're just, just mentioning nice that that's the website I use. Very nice to say. Um, I'm sure there's other things I'm missing that, that are coming out this week. But yeah, uh, for but nothing right now, you're reading regularly. I'm yeah, not, you're not you never know. Like, I'll randomly pick something up. You're right. Like you read Alpha Flight. You were like, all right. Oh, Alpha Flight. I should get you cash back. Yeah, there's only five that. issues that yeah. comes out. Oh, hey, you can check out some waller rising oh no i'm okay but i do see there's a new a new thunderbolts book coming out and uh that's from jackson lansing oh okay and colin kelly and colin kelly wow duo. all right cool it's true oh <laughs> there's a couple of super chats i think there too, certainly are uh adam melboni uh melanabi sorry says listen to you guys totally helped me through some hard times recently so thank you so much well thank you for oh. letting us be there for yeah, you man absolutely. thanks for your generosity here much love from edinburgh scotland <gasps> uh edinburgh uh, never had a chance to catch live. Well, welcome well, to the welcome. show. So glad you were here. Yeah, I want to go to Scotland sometime. I know you do. I really do. I, I hear it's gorgeous. I've heard that too. I've heard it's cold as well. Uh, whatever. Uh, Matt cold Fisher, uh, <laughs> first time commenter, long time listener. What is the channel's fascination with killing Captain Clown? Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, there's a great line from That's a Batman it. animated series. You killed Captain Clown. That's just a great you line. You didn't do it right. You killed Captain Clown. It's so funny because like it's, <laughs> You know, they made him up for the episode. He's not even alive. Joker doesn't care about much. But suddenly he really cares about this stupid robot. That's why the humor is there. It's yeah, so fun. I think that's what uh, but yeah. What's the best book of the week? Best. Someone what is the book me. of the week? I would have left and not done it. I know. I what know. is the book of the I don't week? Know. Whoever said that in the chat. Shout out to you. MVP. Right? MVP. Yeah. Tons of books came out. We didn't get a chance to Peach. talk about all of them. But like, what is the book of the week? Yeah. Um, Tiffany, what is your nomination for book of the week? Um, I mean, we spent 25 minutes talking about it at least, but I feel like this book of the week has to be predator Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for you, it might be. No, I'm kidding. For, no, I'm, I'm kind of torn. I really like flash this week, but I got to tell you just from the discourse that it, it, it stirred up. Yeah. Uh, I think it has to be X-Men, uh, blue, blue origins. Origins. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's does. fair. I think it's fair to say that X-Men blue origins. Number one was the biggest book of the episode, but I think it also, because of its, uh, you know, the, the discussion. And I do mean <laughs> that, and I don't put freaking quotations around it. The, an actual discussion that might've actually, uh, helped you with it. Uh, that, that, that's, that's worthy of nomination. Yeah. Um, 
close runner up, I think, is Green Arrow number six. I think it was a really fun issue and it really it, it caps off the series, but it also continues. So don't uh, cancel those pre-orders. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you like Green Arrow, that's that's the book. Yeah, my, my, my runner up there, with, I would not make it the Flash thing because I feel like that's too many Spurrier books. Mm. Um, I think I'd have to, I, I was almost going to go Moon Knight, but I got to tell you, like, I just so enjoyed that Luke Cage book. Yeah. It just came out of nowhere that I was like, so I'm, yeah, give me yeah. a shout out to that too. Yeah, yeah. And Beast World needs, uh, needs some kind of special. Did you read Penguin? No. No, I, I knew I was going to catch up, but I, I was like, nope, I'm too far back. Okay. So, it's only like issue four. Yeah, I know. With two more issues, they'll, they'll, they'll sell me a hardcover for $30. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Before we leave today, everybody, don't forget, you know, when you're out there and, and you're, you're getting information about whatever it is you're getting information about, you know, it, it's okay to, to hear other people out, but, you know, make your own decisions about the information that you're getting. Even the stuff that we say, it's okay to, you know, take what we say and, and mill it over and then just to keep what you want throughout the rest of it. And if you see something that you're like, that doesn't seem correct, you go look it up. Yeah. You have a gut for a reason. Listen to it once in a while. Uh, and of course, let us know in the comments down below. If you were catching the show after the fact, uh, what is your book of the week? Let us know. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep it going for the next week. Hopefully we'll remember to do this next time. Yeah, I'm, I hope if you're watching the show for a regular watcher, make sure to keep us honest in the comments. <laughs> well, uh, thank you to our super chargers for sponsoring today's show. Check us out on twitch.tv slash comic pop or youtube.com slash at comic pop plays to see streams from Tiffany on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And we'll see you guys next week with an all new episode. I am Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Thanks a lot for watching, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.